0: the block, you know what I'm saying? Yo, they came around looking for you the other day. Word, word, bust you know, that i
1: Hello, and welcome to episode sixty six of the Film Yak podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. Jonathan I'm JR And today we're here to talk about uh, Jonathan's pick The Insider, directed by Michael Mann from 99 One of the uh, glaring omissions in my personal Michael Mann filmography Hadn't seen it before And uh, really uh, excited to discuss it So how's everybody doing today? Doing good Good It's going great A little bit delayed there, Jr. I guess. Uh, I guess you had to think Sorry. about it for a second. You know. Am I
0: okay?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It might actually be on a delay. No, like, no, you know, no, a couple of seconds. No, no. Hey,
1: Jr. Yo, what's up? So repeat after me, okay? Okay. This. This is. Is oh man, it is a delay, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not. terrible, but yeah, it's yeah. it's better than like a news report interview thing. Yeah, like yeah. they do on like, <laughs> CNN or <something>. yeah. <laughs> and, um, that's, and that's the standard we're worried about. Exactly. Sort of so, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, some of these trailers that we missed over the last two weeks. Mm. Uh, on a, in April, end of April, they dropped the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Uh, Which Claim to fame uh, I think they wanted To be Everybody talking about Jim Carrey in the trailer Turned out Nobody really gives a fuck And everybody's concerned About how Sonic looks Which I didn't I felt like Sonic looks like He does in the game I don't know Except his legs are longer
3: But He doesn't have gloves Apparently Mm. And his eyes aren't connected.
1: In the game he has <laughs> gloves?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, his eyes are connected like in his... oh, yeah. Well, like, that would
0: be weird, wouldn't right? it?
3: Look cycloptic.
4: <laughs> he had a he had a bit of creepy face
0: for sure.
3: Yeah. I, I like... think the the weirdest thing is like it's like with the Pokemon movie too. Mm. Like they, they have fur mm-hmm. and right. it just looks weird. It just it doesn't translate. Well I heard uh another reviewer saying that like
2: like that was how they should have done Sonic like this new Pokemon movie the, like, like
1: Pikachu detective yeah like, how,
2: yeah like how they apparently look close closer yeah. to you know the video game.
1: I'm just surprised at how how familiar everyone is seems to be with what Sonic looks like. Like, I yeah, don't, I mean, when you play the game, it's just like a ball of blue constantly. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, what do you? What's the reference point? The cover of the game? I guess. Advertising. I mean, back it, in the day, it's or, like uh,
4: ten people's memes blow up and everyone's an expert.
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, we're we're living in the age of like you know. Five people react, and then fifty thousand people react to that, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's a big deal.
3: Outside of the,
1: uh, well, I'm sorry.
3: Oh yeah, I, w- one quick thought. Sure. I, I think it's a little scary to me though that like they're just like instantly changing this. Like that's oh, right, the studio, of course, changing like, the look based on what the <laughs> oh, fans yeah. yeah. Want. Like that's a little scary. Like I feel like if a well, new, it's not unprecedented it, though.
1: I mean, studios have done this before. Yeah, they yeah. Cave I mean, to fan- fandom,
2: right? Well it's like especially with the you know all the money in the world
1: most recently. That and then I well that was true. that wasn't even the fan but I mean they, they kinda did that on their own too, like, oh, right, right. prior to the outrage that they knew was coming. But what oh, okay. what I think about is um Charlie Hunnam was cast in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, and all the people freaked <laughs> out because they hated the idea of Charlie Hunnam being cast, and they wanted the guy from Suits or whatever. And uh, oh, uh, oh, wow! And uh, they so they j- immediately they dumped him, and they got whatever the guy is who plays him.
2: That seems like the most bizarre thing to be upset about. Like,
1: I guess he wasn't sexy enough, and he was blonde, so they're like, we don't want yes. a blonde guy playing
4: him. You know? Yeah. Would it have been a better movie, John?
1: Uh you know I would I think it would have been might maybe might have been more interesting. I think Charlie Hunnam is a more interesting choice. I don't I don't particularly I'm not that fond of him, but I think he he can act when he's in the right role. I don't know if that Christian Gray is the right role for him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's definitely Pacific Rim,
4: Lost City of Z, thumbs Lost... up.
1: Otherwise, no, uh, Pacific Rim is garbage. But yeah, in Lost City of Z, I thought he was, it was probably his best performance, and I liked him in Cold Mountain also as the weird villain, albino villain guy at the end.
2: I totally did not realize he was in there. Yeah,
1: he's the guy with the long hair who uh, yeah, spoiler definitely, definitely forgot. shoots the. Uh, Shoots. Well, someone will say <laughs> at the end of the film. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah. I, outside of the fact that uh, you know all the controversy, surrounding I mean, what do you guys think of this uh, as a as a movie? I mean, does this uh, for me? I guess it's trying to be. It was. I mean, obviously trying to be a comedy,
3: not funny at all. Yeah, and it, all the lines from Sonic were brutal. I don't even see how you get a story out of this. I, the game Wait. is. What, what, there were lines
4: from sonic
1: yeah he was like whenever uh james marsden sees him and he he pretends to be a cat and he says meow like a question mark and it's like supposed to be like funny like he's <laughs> pretending to be a cat and then he gets shot with a trank gun and he's like oh son of a or something like no. that and he oh, falls no. down it's like Sorry. pretty pretty i thought lame. you meant
4: like quoting the game sonic oh no, oh, no, no yeah no. No. Like, lines oh, of man. the
1: character sonic the hedgehog gotcha. in the film who's voiced by jean ralphio from uh <laughs> from parks cool. and rec yeah, oh. Apparently, although you'd never oh. know unless you looked it up. But okay, well,
3: it's gonna be really funny that they spend all this time redoing them, and yeah. then it it bombs. I mean, it's gonna bomb. <laughs> if if history is yeah, any mean, guide, it's a video game movie. It's going to bomb. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, what's what's the most successful video game? Prince movie? of Persia.
3: Really? <laughs> yeah. I would not have. How thought did of Mortal that? Kombat do? Then, I yeah. don't.
1: Mortal Kombat might have done okay, but I know yeah. Prince of Persia was like critically well received as well. The first oh. one. Oh, okay. Um, that doesn't more... sound right. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying it was like like lauded or anything. I think people were just like okay with it being a, like a big you know blockbuster action movie. They thought it was okay.
4: Okay, so, John, how do you feel about uh, I don't know eleven ro- months from now? This being the film that you have to watch seven times after uh, testing.
1: Oh, good good call. Uh, you know, I'm not worried about it, and honestly, I'm one of these people for whom Jim Carrey is going to be the saving grace of it. If, I, if I'm forced to watch it, at least mm-hmm. I'll get to look at Jim Carrey, and he'll be, he might have a moment that's funny here and there, you know, that'll do something for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat made $122 million against $18 million budget, so I'd say that's pretty successful. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think the sequel I know was like panned and yeah, a huge well, bomb. Yeah, it, it's it's terrible. Yeah, we saw it on my birthday uh, <laughs> in the theater. Ooh. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, this this movie looks like shit. Uh, uh so yeah. uh, moving right along.
2: Well, real quick. Speaking oh, to, sorry. Go ahead. Speaking of Jim Carrey, <laughs> whatever happened to that Polish murder movie he was in?
1: That's uh, on demand as we speak. Okay. Uh Nobody's talking about it, so I'm sure it's terrible. Okay. I forget what it's even called. Yeah. Polish murder mm-hmm. movie. Polish murder movie.
2: Like he's a Polish detective. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. It's
1: based on a novel from Poland, I think, or something. right. So yeah, it's pretty look look pretty ridiculous. But um, nah. shades of uh, twenty three, the number twenty three. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, are you guys? I don't. I mean, I know that uh, both Kevin and Jr saw the new uh, in game Avengers movie. So are you guys in- interested in the new Spider Man trailer with the spoilers? Nah. from in game that do anything for you seeing mysterio <laughs> yeah nope. i mean
2: they're like in the last like what two years there's been like four and a half spider-man
4: movies i haven't seen any of them so yeah, it's been a
1: lot i don't know what the half is but yeah there's been there's been a few
4: wait uh, how did you how did you understand endgame without seeing uh homecoming
2: i watched endgame i'm like, kidding Yeah,
4: yeah. Like, like
2: there were a lot of people who were like, "Hey, you know, what can I do to find to catch myself up on the story? You know, before I go into Endgame, it's like just watch Endgame."
1: Mm. Yeah, don't they go back in time and shit into the other movies? They go back in time.
2: They go, they go through, yeah, through the other
4: movies. Um, They go into the second Thor of all
1: of the movies. They
3: got got like three hours to fill, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got a lot of time to (laughs) kill there. It's a pretty
4: long. It's a long miniseries.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, uh, It Chapter 2. Finally, we have a trailer for this thing starring uh, Billy Hader and uh, Jessica Chess Chess Stain. Um, You know, this thing is a weird one because uh, I actually posted the the, the trailer right when you posted the trailer, I think. Yeah, exactly. But I deleted mine. But my my comment was that it's like the birth of the extended teaser because it's like a three and a half minute clip but it's like literally just a clip and then like a bunch of images yeah it's really weird I've never seen that before and uh everybody's losing their shit about how scary this is I don't didn't do much I, for me i, I don't, don't I don't know. think it's
2: I don't think it's gonna be all that scary
1: I found the first trailer for the first one to be uh more unsettling than this uh, this one was very like cli- like just like an old lady being scary how cliche like like why did you get a <laughs> child in there?
2: Yeah. A possessed
1: demon child. While you're at it, you know, and play some uh, s- fucking falsetto music. Yeah, I mean on a record Victrola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see her
4: slinking away in the background of shots. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then she gets naked you know for some scary. fucking
1: reason. It's just
4: it's so like it's like something I would have come up with for a,
1: horror when I was like 15. You know, that's
2: probably a nod to The Shining. Yeah, maybe because like because like like what they did with the the dark tower movie Well, they, you've
1: read it. Is there a naked old zombie lady who attacks? I don't
2: remember that? her getting naked. There is a there is a zombie lady who turns out to be Pennywise, but oh, uh, There you go. There you go. But like, you know, it turns out that like the entire house is was, is, an, is an illusion oh. that
1: uh she's um how good would that be if the house turned out to be Pennywise and the house was sort of like chomping down? Would yeah. be kind of cool. That's in uh <laughs> that's in another King book. Well, great minds think alike, Kevin. Uh, (laughs) You know... This uh, yeah, I'm not not if it wasn't for Bill Hader, I'd have zero interest in this. But having, I'm just like knee deep in, in Barry right now, and it's so fucking oh, yeah. good. I, the I second started season, the, I started yeah. the first isn't season? it
3: good? It's it's crazy good. Yeah, <laughs> high
1: quality. Yeah, really really They're good. Really nice. It only gets better. The second season is uh, very dark indeed and uh, sweet, enjoyable and funny too at the same time. It's, I don't know, it's a great show. But uh, yeah, so Bill Hader being in this, you know, mildly excited. Hate still kind of hate Jessica Chastain. But uh, you know, you never know.
4: <laughs> so much so that you messed up her name on purpose earlier.
1: Yeah. Hate her guts.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well that's like...
1: from that credit where credit's due, that's from uh Zach Aliphonakis's Between Two Ferns, he came oh, up with that. Okay.
0: Chest stain, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's extreme. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Sure. There there's another more extreme name he could have said what shit
1: stain oh shit <laughs> <Well>, that's uh... <laughs> a little less, less art more artless there man but uh, I know, you know.
4: <laughs> like, like-
1: <laughs> anyway uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh <laughs> last trailer to discuss just dropped hours ago the newest film from Rick Alverson uh director of our our pilot podcast the comedy yes and our most successful podcast to date is it still up there? It's last I checked I episode, last I checked it was two fifty. Oh I thought our episode fifty was more than that. But I think it's at like two twenty six. Oh wow. Um The Mountain uh starring Goldblum and Ty Sheridan, mm. who can only get work with Rick Alverson now. No, I'm just kidding, he was in Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh what do, what do you guys think of this one? Is it I me mean, or does uh, this
2: look like a slightly less surreal uh Yorgos Lanthimos movie?
1: I was thinking uh, of uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, actually, Oh. Okay. like a less neon Refn mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I could see that too. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. they're all in the same kind of wheelhouse at this point. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's coming off of uh, his style from the entertain or entertainment. Yeah, yeah. you know, like these kind of uh, static shots and bleak, <laughs> just yeah. fucking bleak as shit. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, are you guys into this? You psyched? I mean, it looks good.
3: Uh, Goldblum looks good. I'm
1: excited to see <laughs> act acting, yeah. like Oops. not in like a you know, weirdo uh, comedy or something
3: or a Wes yeah. Anderson movie. You know, I don't know though. You know, we'll have to see.
2: Yeah, I mean, like the comedy is the only Alverson movie that I've seen.
1: So,
3: hmm. entertainment was really good, but. It's too dark it is too dark
1: it goes to some really dark places that are unnecessary, but um mm. <laughs> and I just hope he doesn't follow that. I might yeah. check it out again. I don't know I got it on Blu-ray. Mm. but uh yeah, this one looks i mean this is shot up to near the top of my uh, most anticipated list for this year mm. with uh ad Astra and uh I mean unfortunately, I'll have to say I'm very much looking forward to the Tarantino movie, although I could see it going south hard, but you never know you know sometimes you I mean like I watched when we saw Inglorious Bastards, I remember we were the only two people who didn't like it at when we went back to Whole Foods the next day and everybody was talking about how good it was. <laughs> and we're like, it wasn't that good and now, now it's like, Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> can't, yeah. <laughs> can't argue. It's a good movie. Con, <laughs> contrarian. Yeah. But uh well, let's jump into what we watched. Cool. Who's who's going first? I've only got two movies to talk about. JR? JR's probably at 900. Go ahead, JR. <laughs> Do 1 through 100 first.
4: <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, right before recording, I just finished uh, Outland. Out- Peter Outland? uh 1991. Sorry, yeah. what? Outland. Outland? Outland? Outland?
1: <laughs> Outland. I don't know. Is that Hal Sean Like Connery Scotland? Does he say Outland? Because he's from Scotland? i got to go to what Outland.
4: I don't, do they say that name ever? I don't remember.
1: I've never heard it pronounced that way. I've actually I wanted, wanted to see this for a while. Sorry. Me too. Since I was a kid. My dad taught, told me about this movie when I was like 12 years old and I still haven't watched it.
2: I've seen it like
4: years and years ago. Lay, out, it, lay it
1: on us, JR. How was
0: it?
4: Yeah, it's basically like a it's a remake of, um, of High Noon, but with Sean Connery, but in space, where... <laughs> every single male is apparently required to wear a trucker hat of some kind. And, uh, you know, with a less talented director. So it's, uh, go on. I mean, it also kind of felt like a, <laughs> like a long ass episode of Dr. Who but without the doctor. Ah,
3: uh, um, go on.
4: Yeah. Kind of like, it takes like that, <laughs> it takes like that, uh, that climax of high noon. Um, and, and uh, you guys probably, some of you haven't seen high noon and it's, it's like Gary Cooper is the sheriff who's just like waiting for these killers to get off a train and he's trying to get help from his deputies who abandon him from people who are like, You should protect us, not us protect you. Um and yeah, so it's like Sean Connery is the uh the marshal who discovers that at this mining colony, the this big bad company is shipping in drugs that kill the workers but make them more productive. And uh then he kind of has to find help to to bring him down, and no one will help him. And that's it. It's fun. <laughs> uh, Was I there's, wrong there's, about the shapeshifters? Yeah, there's no shapeshifters.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I could have <laughs> swore there were shapeshifters in this
4: movie. No, no aliens, no shapeshifters. Okay, okay. Uh, just <laughs> oh, a, a, a mining space station on the moon of Eo. Oh. Uh, moon Ju- of a moon of Jupiter called yeah. Eo. Um, moon. Moon. You know, like, there's this doctor that helps him discover the drug and like props for not making that relationship romantic that she's pretty good i wish i could her name something Frances sternhagen like a uh, mostly tv actress i don't know anything about mm. um, peter boyles like the general manager of the company he's he hams it up in a few scenes <laughs> but um yeah you know it's like it's dumb sci-fi the ending is like, the endings whatever. I don't think they ever really establish, like a, a bad guy well enough for a final confrontation, but they have one anyway.
0: Mm.
4: It's a, you know, three and a half out of five. Can I it's, can I hard, inquire
1: as to your the meaning behind the term
4: dumb sci-fi? Like, what does that mean? It means that um, there's nothing like there are no big ideas here about. Like science fiction at all? It's it is like a it's a B movie western that just happens to be set in space. Okay, and it plays out like a dumb B movie.
1: So a smart sci-fi, meaning like two thousand one or something. Yeah, that's something about the human condition and uh...
4: yes, something okay. with something with some more on its mind than just bad guy or good guy versus the the bad company, but in space. So
3: is Sorry, like cats going alien cat. a dumb sci-fi? Yeah, is
1: alien a dumb sci-fi movie?
3: This is pretty. Sim- I mean, not, I mean, no, I, I, yeah. that's an interesting it's a simple point. Movie. I mean,
1: there's nothing really no. stretched out about the. Uh, there thematically, there's nothing original, I guess, about uh, about Alien. Right?
4: No hold on my All dogs right. are barking they're being assholes
1: it's, it's the easy way
3: for him to avoid the uh, topic he's been caught now and he doesn't <laughs> want to say it no, like, i think
0: i think you're right no, no i did it me. though well, like
3: I, I just i i'll just i'm not going to talk about it now but uh i watched the running man yeah and that is dumb fucking sci-fi well that's like super dumb though right? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, i can't imagine like, outland being but, but, this but being it, quite it has, that i dumb. mean there's a lot of obvious commentary in the movie yeah. but it's just <clears throat> fucking dumb, <laughs> right? No,
1: it's like super, super surface like dime yeah. store commentary, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, and uh, not not to not to dwell on this, but uh, and not I mean nothing, not even related to what we were just saying, but the trucker hat comment that you made, that's got to be that's from Alien, right? I mean Alien, this is coming off the heels of Alien, and Alien oh, is about sure. is about yeah. blue collar workers in space, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, because like, I, before I, I that. Was- you know, it'd been like you know, two thousand one, yeah. Solaris, where everything is like a lot more pristine mm-hmm. jumpsuit
0: it, with the the V. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: And then, uh, then you know, Alien comes along, and ev- everything after that is a lot, you know,
4: grimmer and a lot more.
1: May, might say more so, realistic.
4: Yeah, uh, um, Hayam's apparently, according to Wikipedia, Hayam said he wanted to make a western, but realized after the success of Alien that he could of have the same thing going on but in space so i definitely think he was influenced by alien absolutely
2: yeah Yeah, and i'm I'm guessing like the what would really separate um outland from alien would be ridley scott and the just the direction of the movie because uh you know i like 2010 a lot i think it's entertaining but it's not nearly as well directed Look, as 2000.
4: I like or, or Time Alien, Cop, so. okay, but Peter Hyams <laughs> yeah. is a hack. I, yeah. Mean, yeah, let's, I mean, let's
1: get let's get it done. Yeah, yeah. Peter Hyams is not a good director.
4: I, man, I, I also watched uh, Sudden Death, yeah, which is not quite as good as uh, no, Outland. It's not. I I, I'll give Outland a three and a half. It is. It is fun. Sean yeah. Connery is fun. Uh, I thought parts of Sudden Death were fun, but again, Sudden Death is diehard but at a hockey game, but with a firefighter (laughs) instead of a cop and a less talented cast and director. That's like the end. That's it. Hmm. Less
1: compelling characters too. I mean, just powers booth as the villain is no Hans Gruber. No, he's really over the top and cheesy.
4: Oh, he, I like powers booth a lot, but but, I mean, he's goofy in this fucking movie. The bad cop is actually bad. And he's just like, bad as in he's like a bad guy and Mm. also bad as in it's a horrible performance and it's just (laughs) and the way that he gets
1: that he like uh takes care of some of this like the things that he does the macgyver-esque things that he accomplishes with the fire extinguisher and the (laughs) the nail and it's just so goofy and ridiculous
4: he's got a lighter and a um like a super soaker gun and (laughs) lights somebody on fire uh it's which is bad um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but again, it's just like Peter Hyams. Uh, it's brutal. Peter Hyams is directing these movies. I don't have anything original going on, and sometimes it works out, like Outland or uh, Capricorn One, which is kind of like a, his take on a uh, like a '70s conspiracy theory thriller thing. But
1: or Time Cop.
4: Yes, and Time Cop. <laughs> is, yeah, and, and like Running Scared is. I haven't seen that. Running Scared is Forty Eight Hours. But with <laughs> cops that don't dislike each other as much and that's fun, but then it goes on for what feels like seven hours and just
0: it's too <laughs> much. Uh,
1: that's with Billy Crystal. Yeah. And uh Greg Hoblet or whatever the fuck his name is. Gregory Hines, I think. Hines. Yeah. Oh
4: God. Um, that sounds terrible. Yeah.
1: Well, you know. <laughs> they're you do? they're actually Crystal's really good
4: for the first forty five minutes.
1: Huh. Does Billy Crystal shoot people? Yeah. That's exciting.
4: Wow, Strange. it's the most rugged I've this. ever seen Billy Crystal. Yeah, he's, got he's got a, got a beard, a, huh?
1: He's got a beard. Yeah. What? I've seen he's the got got some, trailer for some it. Some weird
2: beard. This sounds like you know, like you know who would be really great in this movie? Peter Falk. Oh, he's busy. Shit. You know, get but, Billy
4: in here.
3: Billy yeah. Yeah. Crystal.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to imagine Billy was something of a star in 1986, right? That's uh, true. Yeah. That's
1: true. I don't know when. When did Harry Met Sally came out? I think that's I think it was 89. '84. What?
4: what? So it was like '89. Really? I think it's '89. Yeah. I thought it
2: was. I thought it was earlier for some reason. Well, then,
1: what is he a star from?
2: You're wrong.
1: Like Shut the roasts up. of Muhammad Ali and everything.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> SNL. It's like, a, oh, is he on SNL? I think so.
3: What is City Slickers? That's like '92 like, or yeah, That's yeah. Super oh, okay, late. okay. Yeah,
2: you can tell for by the so, animation. In the credits. Turns out none of us uh well, I don't of know us why he's watch Billy Crystal. None of the
1: shit. Hey, when, yeah, yeah. when did uh when did that movie you like come out? Princess Bride? He's in that.
2: Oh that was like 85, 86. There, so you, go. Go. there so, you go. There you go. There you
1: go. He's in makeup, heavy makeup. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, what'd you watch?
2: <laughs> 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 so uh yeah, so I rewatched There Will Be Blood and Made a few heads turn, apparently. Check
1: out the blog for uh, my write up on this momentous occasion of Kevin giving a PTA film a five out of
2: five. Um,
3: PTA's best film. Yeah.
2: Yes. Mm, what <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen. How do you pronounce it? Janun. 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 I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. It's not gonna I have be been... the best one. That, that's oh, probably okay. not.
1: Yeah, it's probably not going to usurp. Uh, <laughs> there will be blood for your touch. Probably but... not. Have you seen Magnolia? Yeah, I
3: okay. like yeah. And Kevin, is this like the first time the you've seen "There
4: Will Be Blood"? Hmm? Is this the first time you've seen
3: "There Will Be Blood"? This is like the third time I want to say. Oh, okay, what did you give it previously?
2: Uh, I I didn't rate it. Oh, you didn't? Or, okay, no, I gotcha. saw I saw this. Like did you enjoy years it ago. before? Oh yeah, immensely. Okay. Yeah, sweet. Um, I think now I like it for different reasons. I think some of Paul Dano's stuff is a little over the top, but. He, like gets the, it's yeah, he, yeah, it's he
3: gets
0: crazy. Yeah, he yeah, he gets a little like
2: um, but I, I like I like the subtlety between him and uh, Day Lewis. Um like when he like you know barges into his office as a, you know, "Hey, introduce me so I can bless the well." And then he like repeats back what Dano says to him. But about his sister, and then brings her up to start start yeah, the well. Great moment, yeah. Um, is, uh, and yeah, it's it's shot very well, and it's, it doesn't have like a lot of PTAs, just endless awkwardness. What? So, <laughs>
0: what does that endless mean? fucking awkwardness from what? Like,
2: Can- perfect example that the first scene, one of the first scenes in Boogie Nights, where. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's mom is screaming at him. That goes. The screaming goes on for like five minutes. She's upset. It's, <laughs> it's needless. I'll
1: to show c- you how horrible been... his life is, you never see the woman again. So I mean, do you like? Do you like another P.
3: T. Anderson movie? Uh, Did you not
0: like? Not didn't you thread? like Phantom
2: Thread? A little bit. Yeah, that was a four and a half.
3: Yeah, there you go. And you hated um, the master. I hated the master. <laughs> I hate I hate hardy. I hate boogie nights and you're magnolia. fired.
1: You're fired from the pot. I'm taking all the stuff. The, Ma- <laughs> Ma-
3: the master is a lot, dude. It's a lot going on. I don't know. It's a, a lot of a masterpiece. Masterpiece. <laughs> there will be blood. Is so clean though. It's just like, yeah. It it's it's great. Just great ending. It just, I just don't get how just,
1: you like. I don't. Here's what I don't get about it. How how you don't like boogie nights, but you're. You know, you suck at the teat of Scorsese.
3: Yeah, like how you know. that's that is that is a good point. <laughs> it's just like it's it's good for porn. Is a,
4: Scorsese is a better filmmaker, and I don't
1: disagree with know, that. But I mean, Jr., the,
4: you could re- call Boogie Nights derivative.
1: I could call it that. But he you hasn't call called it in. that. I'm I'm saying like <laughs> yeah. I, would, I wouldn't I would say it's so much derivative. It works more like homage to, in my mind than some, than some of Tarantino's so-called homage. I would so- call Tarantino derivative before I called Boogie Nights. I would say Magnolia is oh, more derivative of Altman film than Boogie Nights is of a Scorsese film. It's just that it's using the Scorsese template, but, I mean, it's doing a lot of original stuff. Not original, but original to...
3: 90s tarantino though is derivative
1: no i didn't say that i'm saying like his every, everything that has re- that like starting with kill bill i guess the revenge yeah shit, yeah yeah. Know? i mean like just
3: all the stuff that oh, even even like pulp
1: fiction though yeah it's like in jackie brown he's he's exploitation movies and yeah, 70s yeah, films yeah.
3: i mean but that was pretty original for its time well i mean pulp like, fiction kind of, is
1: original i'm just saying like to take to take things from but just comparing the way that
3: he rips
1: uh you know, like he puts Franco Nero, Nero in, in Django, and he puts yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Robert Forster and Jackie Brown. He, like he recast even uh, yeah, fucking uh, yeah. John Travolta in Pulp Fiction.
3: Yeah, uh, the, that's he's true. Yeah, yeah. he's playing with the past, and I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's but wrong. But I just or feel any. like I'm that was it, maybe more original than what uh, P. D. Anderson was doing in the '90s. Maybe I don't know. Like Boogie Nights, just it, it, like if you re- you really like break it down, it it is very Scorsese. Like. It seems like it is. No, I, I'm
1: I'm fine with that. I'm saying I I agree that it borrows from the structure of Scorsese, and yeah. there's a lot of similarities to Scorsese's directing style, and that's mm. going to happen when Paul Thomas Anderson is 26 years old directing a movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah,
3: but, yeah. but it's a great movie. I <laughs> think it's I think it
1: does all that stuff impec- impeccably, and I think that he's there's uh outside of the fact that he's not coming up with those ideas, they're executed every bit as well as as they are in goodfellas or casino or wherever else yeah and i mean yeah he's got i mean there are things in that film that he's doing that scorsese hadn't done before like the when he shoots on um he shoots that whole scene on on vhs or like what is like high def vhs in the limo that towards the end of the film yeah and all that like that whole sequence of everything going wrong at the same time and cutting between the different stories of everything. I mean, that's interesting. That's not, that's not something Scorsese really, that's coming from the Altman side of things, I think. And I don't know. I just find, I find him a more interesting and compelling filmmaker all around than Tarantino, but I don't know how the fuck we got way off the, the, like my point. It's a a great movie. (laughs) Yeah. I I like there will be blood a lot. It's definitely top two or three for me. So
0: Mm. it's a great film. Yeah.
1: All time rules. <laughs> Go ahead, John.
3: Finally got around to watching Snowpiercer. Good for you, bud.
1: Hey, how about that opening shot with the credits and of the plane flying? Yeah, is that not the best moment in the whole <laughs> film? <laughs> like, I had to rewind that part. That that note that it hits in the is like,
0: <laughs> and they the uh, so good.
3: This was crazy entertaining. I, don't, I like. I, I was really going into this thinking this is going to be a shit show because we had talked about it before a couple yeah. times. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just could not wrap my mind around the concept of this movie. I was like, "Why? This makes no fucking sense." But everything makes sense in the end. It, it's 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 just good stuff. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I like. Think, it quite I think a bit. it kind
1: of falls apart in the third act, but I mean, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like the first the first for, for twenty it, minutes, thirty minutes are really good for
1: what it is. I, I, it it works. I hate that. <laughs> The only thing that bothered me the most about the movie is the conceit of uh, when Captain America realizes that the guards <laughs> don't have bullets in their <laughs> guns, and he puts the gun to his forehead and they clicks and he's like, "We we got the train now." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's awesome!" And then they just totally abandon that. Yeah. Like one car over, everybody has bullets. Yeah, like, it's like, well, we can't do a movie like this
3: with with action without bullets. It's just so. St- I was just like,
0: mm. try some, I, I try think, to do it.
3: I think absolutely the worst part <laughs> for me was the uh, where. Captain America. <laughs> and uh the What is his name? Chris Evans. I keep wanting to say Paul Walker. I'm
1: like, I know it's not Paul Walker. <laughs> Chris I Chris Evans.
3: Chris Evans and the the uh super bad guy, the henchman guy. They're like shooting at each other like while the t- the train's turning. Oh yeah, like, like yeah. that was it- terribly corny, but yeah. uh <laughs> pretty brutal. I, I don't know. It was it was entertaining. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah. And I like Ed, Ed Harris.
1: I didn't like Ed like, Harris in, in anything. I, nah, I just I, I just like, like his him. face. I mean, I
3: like his face, <laughs> but
2: uh, the Abyss is Jonathan's favorite movie. I've never
3: seen it. I, uh, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a three. You've never seen The Abyss, so it was entertaining. Yeah, it was good. I've never seen The Abyss. I've never seen. Really? It. Isn't it like three and a half hours long? No. Like really long?
4: No, it's like two thirty, probably.
3: Really? Yeah. It's shorter than Titanic.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Not saying much. Yeah. Was... Never seen it. No. I cannot yeah. believe this that is, this uh, is like late
4: eighties. It's like, eight, yeah, 85, yeah.
3: Or 89, no,
1: 89, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. 89, okay.
1: It's two hours the and year 25 minutes. You hear that
4: when Harry came out? Yeah, same year. Uh- <laughs> it's
1: 225. You know, yeah, like, I haven't seen this movie since I was probably six years old, seven years old. I was living wow. in Atlanta when I watched it last, so. Might you lived be... in Atlanta? Yeah. This, this is James Cameron, kid. right? Yeah.
3: This might be the only movie I haven't seen. It's his, f- yeah.
1: F- what, follow-up to uh, Terminator, I yeah, think. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Um, I'm going to have to check that out. All right. Well, uh, I rewatched... Uh, I Don't Don't ask me why. I've had this downloaded on my laptop for like six months, so I finally rewatched Open Range. I guess just, you know, the, the Western kick that I've been on. And mm. uh, I saw what Open Range in the theater, I think by myself. It's directed by Kevin Costner from 2003. It's the last movie that he directed. I don't exactly know why. As far as I know, it got pretty good reviews and did, did okay. But uh, <laughs> anyway... It's a western. It's uh, there's nothing uh, terribly interesting about it. It's very conventional. It's very old school style western. Uh, not what you might call a neo western at all, except <laughs> for the fact that it's you know from 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Duvall and and Kevin Costner play cattle herders who uh, are just open open grazing as they say Mm. on uh land that does not belong to them but which is apparently legal but the town doesn't like it Mm. and uh, in particular michael gambon who owns the land doesn't like it and he hires some men to uh assault them and accost them and kill uh their workers played by the guy from er and uh parker lewis can't lose what the fuck's that guy's name Abraham something Parker Lewis can't lose The big guy The huge guy From that show He was like the Bully but with a heart of gold I can't
3: remember his No name. what is that show It's a show from the 90's About Parker Lewis <laughs> Never heard of this in Really life.
1: No I used to watch that When I was a kid man Interesting
3: um, okay. I'll send you some don't clips JR
1: you don't... <laughs> Are you serious Kevin Parker Lewis can't lose Are you fucking kidding me Right now
3: I, I thought I was having A stroke for a second I was like,
1: I was like What are you saying <laughs> jr jr how old are you um 31 oh jesus christ you're you're the oldest guy in here jonathan you've you never know. heard of That's this crazy well it's it's a it was like a Go- it was like a pete and pete kind of thing oh okay. so uh, it was like a nickelodeon thing i don't know if it was on nickelodeon i don't know what Network? channel it was on i think oh. it might have been on fox or something oh, but okay. yeah look mm-hmm. it up uh Maybe he, this was on one of your like religious stations. No, no, no. It's not religious. Uh, you'll, you'll, notice, you'll recognize the guy I'm talking about if you see a picture of him. It's not He's, the guy from
2: Revenge of the Nerds, is it?
1: Maybe. He was also on ER.
2: Anthony something or other? No, I can't. Fuck this me, is, man. This is like
1: Noah Wiley? Is that his name? No, not He's Noah Wiley. This guy's huge. This guy's like eight feet tall and like 400 pounds. Oh, His name is Abraham Ben Ruby. Look him up. You'll, know, you'll recognize him immediately. Um, anyway, open range, uh, Diego Luna is also in it and they like put him in the hospital, but it's like a, you know, it's like oh, a yeah, doctor's yeah. cottage. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Abraham Ben Ruby. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> looks weird now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listeners check
3: out Abraham Ben Ruby for a laugh. <laughs> That's uh, just, okay. <laughs> it looks like someone put a, like a bike pump in him and like blew, blew him up. Okay. He <laughs> like, looks weird, yeah. dude. Let's see. Can I
1: see? <laughs> Let me see. I see.
2: Now. If you had now, if you had said the oh, guy yeah, from Georgia weird. the Jungle, I would have known who you were talking oh, about. I oh seen yeah, Georgia, Georgia of the <laughs> Jungle. Yeah,
1: yeah. I haven't seen that. JR is uh, just so bored right now. He has no idea what's going on. <laughs> I've just never this show is I've got to chuckle. It out. doesn't matter. Yeah, look it up on YouTube. Uh <laughs> open range. Anyway, they you know, they
0: the,
1: the penultimate uh there's a romance with Annette Benning that comes out of fucking nowhere where uh Kevin Costner's all of a sudden is in love with Annette Benning who plays the uh, doctor's <laughs> sister. And they, like, are going to be together if he survives the gunfight at the end of the film. And then the gunfight happens. And the gunfight is far and away, like, the best part of the movie. And it's very intense. Like, the way people get shot in this movie is pretty extreme. Like, people get, like, jerked back on wires and shit, you can tell. And uh, (laughs) it's it's pretty violent. And uh, I don't know. Not much else to say about it. It It was okay. The gunfight's, like, 25 solid minutes long. Of them just shooting at each other. Wow. Kevin Costner blows Kim Coates away. Uh, Michael Jeter. This is like one of his last films. Mm. He uh, he shoots a gun at one point, which is weird to see because Michael Jeter is such like a tiny gay man. And yeah. it's weird to see him like, you know, sniping people from <laughs> <laughs> half a mile away. But, you know, it was all right. Uh, there, there's just like character motivations that don't make a lot of sense in this movie. Like Kevin Costner, he's got this violent past. And he's worried about he's gonna to have to kill these people and it's gonna like bring it back to him and he's gonna start being violent again. And mm. he's he's like, We gotta he wants to kill everybody no matter what. And he's he's about to execute this one guy who they wounded. And Robert Duvall's like, That's revenge. We're not after revenge, we're after justice, and there's a difference, blah blah blah. And then he points his gun at Robert Duvall. And tells him to step aside, and it's like what a ridiculous turn of event. Like something that is Shit. totally out of character. These guys are like in love with each other, basically. He's gonna point his gun at this guy. Wow! You <laughs> gonna shoot Robert Duvall? Give me a fucking break! Yeah. So pretty ludicrous, but mm. um, and Michael Gambon's pretty bad in it. He's like really over the top and goofy.
4: But you yeah, uh, know what else? Michael Gambon is in The Insider. I was going to say Harry Potter, but
1: yeah. Yeah, he's the villain in the – or one of the villains in The Insider, Um, which is interesting because I watched that like the very next day. I watched The Insider. I was like, oh, Michael Gambler. He's the bad guy in the movie I watched last night. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I I can't really recommend Open Range, but if you want to YouTube the uh, gunfight at the end, it's pretty good. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) It's pretty solid. (laughs) Apparently, Kevin Costner is mad that they gave it an R rating, but I don't see – like I don't know why he would have filmed such a violent scene if he thought you know one of the PG thirteen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened to this guy because after this movie, I feel like he just kind of disappeared, and he's only only recently been acting again oh, okay. in the last five or six years. Costner, that is, and he hasn't directed shit. Mm. But I don't know. Anyway, Jr. I watched uh, the Holmesman directed by Tommy Lee Jones. Now, this is a this is a much better western. than Mm. than open range
4: yeah this was this was a surprisingly awesome western i did not know what to expect when i turned this on i just saw that it was expiring from netflix streaming so i decided to watch it and uh you know it's from 2014 it's about hillary swank uh she's tasked or she volunteers to take these three mentally unstable women from wherever they are in the uh western territories to a um a church in kansas city that will be able to care for them and uh it's just like it's brutal as hell she enlists uh the help of tommy lee jones who's just like this uh, petty criminal who t- i think steals land or he's a deserter and uh he's he is uh being hanged much like uh james franco in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs He's on a horse And it's like as the horse walks away He will be hanged And she saves him from that And makes him come on this trip And uh, yeah And it's dark It's very dark
1: Yeah I really uh yeah. I was surprised how, how good it was myself I watched it because I was a big fan of um, The Three Burials of Melchiatus Estrada And I yep. wanted to see Tommy Lee Jones do another directing job And this was good I also liked the uh, Whatever the other one, Sunset Limited that he did for HBO, but that was less, mm. you know, less involved, I guess. But uh, yeah, I didn't see that yet. Oh, it's it's solid. It's just there's not much, you know, there's not as much there's in a room, yeah. so it's like not yeah. they don't do anything with it. But uh, yeah, I really, I really, I particularly like some of the way some of the revenge or s- sort of elements toward the end. What what he does is so incredibly hardcore. Yeah,
4: <laughs> it rules. And <laughs> there, yeah. And, and there, there are great performances, too. I think Tommy Lee Jones is really good. Um, I think Hilary Swank is good. The three women uh, pull off crazy pretty well without overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Meryl Streep's daughter, who's just silent, but it's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her actual daughter? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Mamie, that. Mamie Gummer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, then Meryl Streep's actually in the movie later. but uh,
1: I don't remember that either.
4: Not, not as her mother, though. It's just... <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, you know, like the story goes to pretty surprising places. You get a nice little cameo from uh, James Spader and another great one from Tim Blake Nelson. Um, and then, like, Hillary Swank is doing this job because the men in her like community are just totally ineffective. They're just pussies.
0: Mm.
4: Like John Lithgow is is a priest trying to like get one of the husbands of these ladies to transport them and uh william Fickner and jesse plemons are two of the husbands and they just they're they're just wonderfully like jesse Clemens is like super nice but useless william Fichtner is just a fucking asshole <laughs> and useless and um yeah it's 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 great one you know if we do in december like some sort of like uh i don't know best movies of the decade list this probably will show up on mine
1: i could see that it's good okay Solid stuff. Was this the same cast that was in The Missing? No, it's Kate uh, Blanchett's in The oh, Missing. Okay. I've been meaning to rewatch that too. I hated that when I first saw it. I've uh, never seen that. been meaning yeah. to rewatch it. It's no. been a long time. Because <laughs> a lot of movies all of a sudden that JR hasn't seen that aren't on my list of deep dives, <laughs> <laughs> that aren't my pick, but uh, might have to be now.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's I mean... uh, make sure we're not going to change the rules to do a deep dive on a 90s TV show. Like Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah, Parker <laughs> Lewis can't lose. That show, it's such a hard title to say. I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, no, we won't do that. That would be really lame, right? If we did, like, a, I can't even imagine. We have to spin off the podcast to a separate podcast. We we're going to do a TV show, you know? Right?
3: Yeah.
4: I, I ain't got no time for TV. I
0: mean,
1: Fraser Cat. Yeah. I'm in, man. Oh yeah. Say the word,
0: <laughs> Kevin.
2: Uh, J.R., you want to talk about in-game or? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I enjoyed it. I thought there were a few laughs, nice nods to the big Lebowski. But, uh, other than, <laughs> other, other than that, it was like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of how I expected it to go. And, like, I know, like, a lot of people apparently were very emotional About the ending. But I kind of saw it coming. So.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Look this. uh, Avengers Endgame is like exactly what I expected. With Mm. tweaks. Like I expected it to be. Like a TV show. Yeah. And it was. I didn't expect to enjoy all the episodes as much as I did. Mm. I expected. uh, That the remaining Avengers would use a combination of time travel and the quantum realm to fix the snap or to try to fix the snap. They did that, but they didn't do it in a way that I expected. I didn't expect them to go through other Marvel movies, um, Mm. which they did. And that was like a nice bit of fan service. Some of it worked better than other parts. Like I thought, Mm. I thought going into Thor, the dark world was one of the best parts of the movie, even though Thor, the dark world sucked. Uh, I agree. And you know, it's like I knew Thanos. I knew Thanos couldn't be like the one big bad of the movie, mm. and then I was right. But then I was also wrong. Like they, you know, um, it's just like a bunch of shit like that. It, nothing really surprising except that, uh, like, Karen Gillan is now definitely just the best actor with the best character in the MCU. I'd agree. I love, I love what they've done with Nebula. I'm, you know, I'm who on is, the Karen Gillan bus for life. Who the
1: Karen Gillan?
4: The
2: redhead from Doctor Who. Yeah, who the best
4: it? Doctor Who companion ever. The from uh the redhead from the last Jumanji movie. You didn't see the last Jumanji movie? Of,
1: of course, you know I did, Jr. That's right <laughs> up my alley. Day one. <laughs> who
4: does he play in the Marvel shit verse? She's Nebula. She's in the uh, oh, it's Guardians a girl. Movies Karen. Yeah. Karen. I thought he said Kieran. No, Karen. Karen the girl. Yeah. Karen oh. the girl plays a girl oh, in, uh, well, nebula. sort of girl, half girl, half robot now. Yeah. She's Thanos' daughter in the Jesus Guardians Christ. of the Galaxy How movies.
1: How are you guys
3: into this? You <laughs> <laughs> could ask Dude. you the same
2: thing about a lot of other
4: things. <laughs> Feel free. So, uh, <laughs> Kevin.
3: Please, please do. <laughs>
4: Ke- ask Kevin, me about were, blah, blah, blah. Hmm? Kevin, you were on record as, as loving Infinity War, right? I gave it a Didn't f- you? The first time I saw it, I
2: gave it 4.25. The second time I okay. saw it, it went down to a 4. Okay. Which which is so, the fucking same... hates this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, as far, as far as any of these movies go, like, I find them enjoyable. But, you know, no, they're not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Except for Ragnarok, because it's fucking hilarious.
4: <laughs> and that, that reminds me about Gardens of the Galaxy, too. Since, uh, like, what's his name? Taika. <laughs> Taika watiti yeah, yeah, the yeah, guy directed that. He came back in Avengers with uh, Thor, and I, yeah. by the way, I, I love what they did with Thor. I hate what they did with Hulk. Yeah, it's like that everyone's got their weird. own little mini arcs, and I like some, I hated some.
0: Mm, yeah, uh,
4: but when he came back, it reminded me why did they need to rehire James Gunn for Guardians? They could just have Taika make the Guardians movies. Probably be better. I agree. Um, you,
1: you guys would be in the minority, though, and the MCU fans are a bunch of fucking nerds who are sucking on James Gunn's <laughs> dick, and they're not going to rest yes. until James Gunn is rehired. <laughs> well, he, he James has Gunn is like I know, that's hired, what I'm saying. So, they're they're I mean, happy now.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I honestly, like, you know, obviously I haven't been around in any of those movies. I cannot imagine he is such an essential figure in those movies, like... With Ragnarok, there's obvious there's an obvious change as far as like tone and like the sort of comedy that's in the movie, but as far as like the look and like what it hopes to accomplish, like that's not up to Taika Waititi or James Gunn or Kenneth Branagh or you know any Joss Whedon joss whedon or any of the other like bigger names who did dark
1: i'm
4: sure people would argue that
1: (laughs) i mean all i ever hear about is how james like the only the only films that have a directorial stamp are the guardians films and it's because james Gunn directs them
4: sure yeah they have michael rooker his brother and 80s music that's the directorial stamp well i mean yeah
1: i'm not i'm not defending that i haven't seen the films and they look like shit but i i hate chris pratt with a fiery passion but um first one was decent whatever i i can't but the but you well,
2: know like slither is a piece of shit so i love i, I love super love
1: slither haven't
4: haven't seen super. i haven't seen slither <laughs> <laughs>
1: i like super a lot do you like yeah. super jr i like super and
4: i like slither all right so. okay there you go um
1: you're, and, out, you're uh, out no sorry
4: okay. i don't like super oh. i like the Damn it. He made like a parody superhero comedy in the late or early 2000s before Slither. Is that oh. the
2: one with uh, Rain Wilson? It's called Super. No, like, that's the, called Super. No, Super is the one with Rain oh, Wilson. Oh, okay. All right.
4: right. So I'm thinking of this, the specials. Oh okay. oh, okay. I remember the specials um, being very funny. Um, I haven't seen it. Special. I yeah. like Super. I like how
1: violent it's, Super uh, is. Stuff. It's awesome. Well, you know, whatever.
4: Yeah, he didn't make the specials. So, so I'm going out of my fucking mind.
1: Jr. is <laughs> out of someone made
4: the specials. It wasn't him.
1: Yeah, some guy did, huh?
4: Yeah, <laughs> some hack. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Kevin. So, did you like this more than Infinity War or less?
2: Uh, about the same. Yeah. Okay. Like the one thing I will give it, like it definitely did not feel like three hours. Like towards the, towards the end, it was like okay, wrap it up. But the rest of it goes by pretty easy. So, yeah yeah
4: i i liked it a little bit more i but you know this is like top tier mcu movie and it's a three and a half out of five so yeah for me
1: this is the best mcu movie
4: no it's one of the best
1: what's your highest rated uh marvel film
4: three and a half out of five.
1: Oh wow <laughs> i think my highest rate is two and a half so i'm just under you there bud but I haven't seen but, like, four, and they all suck. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I haven't seen any of the ones that Kevin's creaming about, like uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok? screaming. <laughs> <Stop> uh, <laughs> ones. What's, what's the other one? <laughs> hmm? You like something else. Oh, Guardians um, and Ragnarok, right? You're a big Gar- fan of those, aren't you? Or you don't like Ra- Guardians? They're okay. Three. Oh, you like Black Panther, though, didn't you? Less on the rewatch. Oh, less on the rewatch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll never see any of that shit. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, like, uh, yeah, the second, second time, like, when I saw Black Panther 4, rewatch
4: 3.5. Are any of the, like, do any of these hold up well on rewatch? It's like. Ragnarok. I imagine you start to see holes on most of them that weren't there the first time.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing with most, with most of the movies, because, you know, um, again like i think it's if they were being made by like individuals who actually did have more of a directorial stamp they would probably be better but there's a lot of cooks in that kitchen and it's all you know going towards one you know like the the points in the middle with the event with the actual avengers movies so it's it's hard for any it's hard for any of these movies to stand up on their own cuz they're under the weight of a fucking mega ladon of a studio, so yeah, it's like there's not enough time to really develop any one story and spend any real time on making it great, in my opinion
1: what's their problem? They're the ones who wanted to make a a universe right
2: and they've and they've done it and they've done well and they've made a lot of money yeah um yeah. you know mm-hmm. like uh what's his face kevin Fague. uh he was on the cover of variety recently um so you know I, I was talking
1: some... to um I was talking to Winston about this cuz Winston is a fanboy yeah, uh, yeah more so even than you kevin cuz i know you're a big fan <laughs> but he's like a he'll do anything he loves <laughs> all the
4: kevin's a fan of one movie so now he's a fanboy mm,
1: he's a fan of multiple films oh, okay are you only like one Marvel movie?
4: That's the only one that I've
2: given five out of five. All the others are, you know, A four out of
1: five is a, it's a pretty high rating. Anyway, I would say I'm a I, fan of the film would... I gave a four to. All right i mean it, it, the point is i was talking to winston yes who yes, is yes. A, who is a fanboy who gives all these films uh he gives them like really ridiculous ratings but then he tells out like the greatest films that ever existed he's an idiot
4: uh <laughs> and uh no you're not winston you know you're
1: not <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show <laughs> um anyways i was saying i was like he he was he was telling me about how impressive it is that uh you know, it's the first. They've never done anything like this. Twenty-two movies, and they're all connected, and they go to the end game, and it's the, I mean, the culmination. It's so he's, good.
3: He's how impressive
1: point. is that,
3: though? When it's, it's pretty impressive,
1: really, for a company with six billion dollars behind them, and what, what can't yeah. they do?
3: Is there something that would that challenges Disney from doing something like this? No, like, how but is this I mean, impressive? Impressive. How so? Because they keep well, churning out these movies that people actually see.
0: Like well, the, has how, any, when is any Disney, of these when bombed? has Disney not been doing have that? Any though? of these bombed I mean,
2: <laughs> the the yeah they have some late, of them have late seventies and into the oh. mid eighties. Yeah, there was a dark yeah there
1: was a dark time. There <laughs> was <laughs> a
2: time when Disney was not making money. Since and they we've were going all down. since
1: we've all been alive, they've been a gigantic conglomerate. They've only been getting bigger. I don't understand what's exciting about oh they're the worst. But the, I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like okay. I'm not impugning them okay. on some kind of like anti capitalist whatever. I'm saying like. I don't understand why it's like I understand why you go to a movie and you say, wow, this movie is incredible and it was made for, you know, this tiny amount of money or against all odds or they filmed in these crazy locations that it's dangerous <laughs> to get to this movie. These movies were shot in fucking Hollywood. Hollywood. Or in Georgia uh, for uh, with, for the tax credits. And uh, yeah. <laughs> they're making billions of dollars for a company that already has billions of dollars. Like, who gives a shit? I don't understand why this is impressive to people. Well, I, I, I mean, and that's, that's nothing to say about you being a fan of them. That's fine if you like them. A lot of people like them. Yeah. I just understand, like, lauding them critically. Like, oh, my God, what what genius. It's incredible. I, yeah, with, with billions of billions of dollars, what can't you do? You can hire anybody you want. You do whatever you want. <laughs> it's like... The thing that I'll give them
2: is, like, they've been able to create a, you know, at least more of a continuous sort of... Um, universe? Well, universe, <laughs> but also, like, they've been able to keep the quality, you know, relatively well over mm-hmm. over these 22 movies. And, you know, that's something. It, is it the greatest thing ever? No, but... Like I mean, I, the, I the the fact that they've been able to remain this level of consistency, yeah. I think is something. That's... Well, they
1: obviously have a style guide they're working from, which is why yeah, every movie sure. looks the exact same and, and feels the exact same. Because, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I, like, so I mean, that's not. I mean, and that's something I think they're. I mean, obviously, the whole MCU thing is. Televisual they're borrowing from television with it. I mean, they're trying to make it. It's essentially a season of television that's lasted ten years. You know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the, the episodes are two and a half hours long.
4: But and it's it's not. But like DC has shown that it's not guaranteed to work. Mm. Like I mean, Warner Brothers, you know, is not a well, money I mean, equivalent you... <laughs> of Disney, but they're fucking massive as well. No, I don't. And I, the DC yeah. properties are arguably more popular. Sure. That's and they fair. Make it work.
1: That's fair, but they can't make it work because the, their strategy was entirely different. Look, look at what the look at what Marvel does. Marvel starts off; they make one movie, it's shit, nobody likes it. They come back a few years later, they try again with Iron Man. So Iron Man's a hit. Okay, now we're gonna start. We're gonna start with Iron Man. We do Iron Man Two. We're gonna do Thor. We're gonna do, and then they do like what six, seven movies, and then they do Avengers. DC does one fucking movie that's mildly successful. And then they're like, let's do Batman for Superman. We got We got to get into just League immediately because <laughs> they're scared. They're like, we got yeah. Avengers is already huge. We've got to be our Avengers immediately. Yeah, we, can't, yeah. we, don't, we don't have 10 years to wait because we got started late. Yeah. I mean, I, I Marvel had gambling. a
2: plan and uh Warner brothers plan was writing
1: their coattails. Well, Warner brothers doesn't have uh, to be fair. Nolan fucked them because Nolan made all... His, his, yeah, his, yeah. During, while, while they're building up their MCU, Nolan is doing his Batman trilogy, mm-hmm. which is tying up Batman, the character of Batman. So he can't do all the Justice League shit with him, you know? Yeah, yeah. But they could have been working on other characters until then. I don't know. It's just yeah, It's like you, Brock yeah. Lesnar holding up the heavyweight division. Sure.
0: They made, <laughs> they made a bet. <laughs>
4: They made a gamble that Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman would be enough on their own without their own movies to just be popular enough, and sure. yeah, it failed. And even that, and it failed even after Wonder Woman came out and people fucking loved Wonder Woman. What
1: well, the problem? Might Aquaman be that people did fucking really well.
4: Hate Zack Snyder because he sucks.
1: But Aquaman did really well.
4: Yeah, after. After the Justice League movie that didn't do very well. Well it's like yeah, is yeah. that's
1: that's the weird thing, is that the you know, and, it's like the movies, the single movies are more successful than the team movies, which is like the exact opposite of the
4: Marvel because again, Zack Snyder fucking sucks. And like <laughs> Aquaman was Aquaman was bright and it was fun. Yeah, it yeah. Didn't take itself too seriously, and Batman vs Superman and That Justice League movie are just fucking jokes with their lack of a sense of humor.
1: Oh, hot take! Batman vs Superman better than any Marvel movie. Done. No, (laughs) fucking insane. It's It's one of
4: my least favorite major movie releases. I'd rather watch it right now
1: than any Marvel movie. I'd rather rewatch it than see any Marvel movie. (laughs) That's extreme, dude. That's not. It's like a
4: five-hour-long movie.
1: It's like two hours and forty minutes. It's shorter than the shit that you guys are talking about right now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jonathan, move, moving on since we've spent an hour talking
0: I about Endgame. Forgot
3: everything. <laughs> um, watched uh, The Running Man, mm-hmm. 1987. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Who directed uh, this shit star? <laughs> Paul Michael Glazer. Oh, yeah, Starsky nobody. from Starsky and Hutch. Oh, is it really? Dude, this it's guy's, either star- this Starsky guy's or Hutch, is like the <laughs> worst shit imaginable. Yeah, he also did Shazam with yeah. Shaq. Oh. It's Kazam.
2: Ka- oh
1: oh is it that's right that's right because they Shazam is the new DC movie yeah
2: yeah. but there was also also like, successful but there was like an internet rumor a long time ago about Sinbad being in a movie called Shazam and right, it turned out that right. it was a you know totally fake People, thing it was like but, then he, but then Indonesia he made like a YouTube yeah. trailer for Man- it Mandela and they, Effect yeah exactly and like they you know released it as like found footage and
1: <laughs> so what'd you think of The Running Man starring uh, <laughs> the guy from Family Feud and this is the, this is a very
3: strange movie to me. Okay, this is this, this isn't out.
1: the guy from Family Food who hung himself, is it? I
3: don't know. I don't What's the guy's I don't, name? No, <laughs> you look it up. I'll okay. talk. Um, sure, 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 sure. This
2: podcast is taking a Rick Alverson turn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just need like a throw a couple abortions in there or something. That that is that is that what, is, have what <laughs> um, oh, you have to do. That's What happens?
1: Oh, you have kodos in this shit.
3: Mm. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so this came out in 1987. Richard, uh, this looks like it came out in 1977. I, I don't like <laughs> the, the special effects in this movie are crazy bad, especially for the time. Like yeah. neon lights and like weird like <laughs> LED suits. No, this fucking thing. guy
1: died of esophageal cancer. <laughs> okay, hey, but real quick, Kevin, you mm-hmm. you got you got to rewatch Running Man. Dweezil Zappa's on it. <laughs> He's so terrible. Everything is just not And weird. Mick Fleetwood. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, isn't Mick Fleetwood like, like weird what, with weird makeup? Isn't Eddie, he like one of the like killers like with uh Jesse Ventura and all them? And
3: Eddie Bunker's no, in it too, man. No, I thought man. he was it's like the resistance leader. Is he? Is that Is that not him? Mick Fleetwood I'm plays
1: sure. Mick. <laughs> Should be easy to remember. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jim Brown. About?
1: Jim Brown. No, it's it's Erlen Van Lent. And Jim Brown and Jesse Venture are the three. Okay. Oh, and okay. Uh, Gus Rethvich plays Buzzsaw. Oh, uh, and Professor yeah. Toru Tanaka plays Sub Zero. This is Sub
3: Zero. Now, plain zero. <laughs> so many one liners. Yes. Okay, yes. anyway, Anyway. back to my point. Yes, yes. Came out in 1987. The same year as Predator, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, shocking. I mean, I mean it's, it's shock. crazy. <laughs> yeah. The difference. Like, it's just like what. What is it? JR's like gone. He's like leaving. He does not give a fuck <laughs> He's about this. It's <laughs> like I don't need I don't need this in my life. <laughs> it, oh man. It was just like it was kind of sad to watch this. I don't know. I was uh, I was expecting a lot and
1: Harold Faltemeyer did get much uh, from
3: it. Did the score. Oh. From uh, Score's Awful. Beverly Hills Cop. Mm. And one of the uh one of the <laughs> stalkers or whatever, the dynamo guy, who's like in this weird light suit it, it's like it's one of the worst props in movie history Ouch.
1: kevin have you read the stephen king novel that this is based on
3: you mean the richard bachman novel
1: sure yeah, yeah. it says as richard <laughs> dis- yeah did. yeah did he disown uh, it or no did he, he just that's his ghost pin
2: name no, or whatever he, he disowned uh, rage because it was Shoot about him. a school shooting okay um but uh no i have not read the book i've seen the movie but it's been a long long time i remember my old boss like around the time hunger games was coming out he's like apparently he read something about how hunger games was really original he's like fuck that shit running man
1: (laughs) fucking hey, yeah
2: this was the same boss who was like he would like spend like like 30 solid minutes talking about apocalypto and then end every almost every sentence by it's not a great movie it's not a great movie (laughs) but i'm gonna keep talking about it for like half an hour 45 minutes i love it he was wrong it is
4: a great movie I
2: still haven't seen
4: it. Okay, Jesus. He Christ. probably thought it was great, <laughs> but just knew that a lot of people don't like it. So it was. He probably knew that he's couching his defense.
1: Didn't want a faux pas because of Mel Gibson's involvement, right? I guess yeah. I can't like something among. Well, I
2: think I think this was did. before like all that really oh really came came to the light. Yeah,
1: before he called the cop sugar tits. <laughs>
3: Jesus, sorry, Jonathan. Uh, Running Man. Anyway, yeah, I gave it a two. Um, <laughs> this is this is just. Doesn't uh, don't they good. do like uh, a special
1: effect on Richard Dawson's face at the end when he's going through the thing and his like face stretches or something? I don't
3: think so. No, I, I remembering so. that wrong. He, uh. he does launch into a sign and blow up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, yeah I, this is this is pathetic. That's nah, uh, too bad compared to what are you going to do other you know? Schwarzenegger eighties movies for real?
1: <laughs> Probably bottom bottom tier. Would you say from his the uh, lowest? I
3: think this is, might be the lowest. Mm-hmm. I, I really hate Commando, but I feel Commando like it, it is, might be funner than this. Commando is fun. more yeah. fun. Yeah. It really is. What about Raw Deal? I don't know about oh, Raw Deal. I, raw Deal is, is bad. Raw <laughs> Deal? <laughs> I forgot about I, Raw I Deal. I haven't seen that in like 15 years. So,
1: <laughs> And do you even count the movies prior, like uh, Hercules in New York and shit like that, that he did prior to uh, breaking out in Conan? I
2: think you've got to start with Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So. yeah, I think so, too.
1: Yeah, because I think Hercules Although is like a TV he's movie. in The Long Goodbye, which is a great film, but it's not him. Hercules
4: oh, is, that's right, hurts. yeah. Huh? Hercules in New York is a hoot.
1: Is it? <laughs> what? What's the third Conan nutcase? There there's no third Conan. There's only two? There's a there's the third one coming out that they're working on. There was on. only two? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. What, what about the Jason Momoa
3: one? Oh, well,
1: I mean, this is a remake with Jason Momoa. Is that oh, what you're talking about? No, no, no. I, I thought there was three in the 80s. <laughs> there was yeah, King, it was, just it was barbarian supposed to be, supposed to be and King, conqueror. King Conan was the, supposed to be the third one, but they they never made it. Now they're oh, making, Now they're making okay. one called Conan... Something I forget. It's like King. It's supposed to be what King Conan was. Okay, to be, and he's going to be in it apparently, as okay. the old Conan, which is, should be, I mean, could be interesting. Yeah. Probably will be a storm, But uh, well, I uh, finally got around to watching Prospect. Jonathan, sweet. Did you, you remember showing me this? Yeah, he sent me the trailer for this um, months and mo- maybe a year or two ago. Actually, yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually <laughs> forgot about it. Until yeah, I saw your review, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I downloaded it recently. Just I, I don't know why, but I, oh, I think it's because. Um, Pedro Pascal is in it and he was in uh, that triple frontier. Yeah. Triple frontier. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. So I was probably got to it from looking at him, but uh, this is not exactly a micro budget, but a pretty small budgeted sci-fi film about a young girl whose father and her they're miners and they're going to this moon of this planet to mine this, uh, these crystals out of these, Creatures that live in the earth And it's uh, Really complicated which is I, I kind of like I kind of like how ex- Like involved it is like they have to Pour this liquid into their hole To kill them and then they pull the thing out And they like tear open the sack And then there's like another sack and they have to tear that open and There's an egg and they have to tear that open there' like chemicals and shit they have to pour all over everything So it's kind of cool they had a couple of sequences Where they're doing that to get the um, To get the crystals Which are worth lots of money and uh you know it's it's a solid enough film I'll tell you what it's good about it it does a really good job of developing a completely believable future future world in which these characters live in mm. which they don't write in English anymore they have like some weird like <laughs> language that they're writing and they speak English and there's no accents or anything but they're just writing in these really weird uh mm. almost looks like hieroglyphics but the without energies? the pictures No, not (laughs) that would maybe make more sense. Um, And uh, just some of the the stuff that they have, the tools that they use, the weapons are my favorite part about it. They have these guns, but they call them throwers. And uh, they're just like long rods, (laughs) like whenever they fire them. It just makes the best sound you've ever heard <laughs> and it and like throws like these little silver what i imagine are just like bullets but they don't ever show what the ammo is and they have to be like recharged and shit constantly uh. and they and when somebody gets shot it just looks amazing and uh anyway she, she and her father who's played by jay duplass um they go to this planet and uh, or this moon and he ends up getting killed pretty early on and she has to like team up with her father's killer essentially in order to get off the moon because their ship fucks up. And uh, yeah, it's just a kind of an adventure of them to trying to figure out how to navigate to get to where they're going. And then there's these mercenaries who are like guarding the pit where all the crystal creatures are. And I don't know. It was solid enough. I didn't like love it, but I'd be very interested to see these guys do, do something else with us. Two directors zeke earl and christopher caldwell and uh okay. see them do something with like a bigger budget maybe this is apparently mm. like a four million dollar budget there's like cg and whatnot there is cg it's used very sparingly they apparently filmed in like uh i can't remember what they said if it was in uh the pacific northwestern canada but some kind of big forest somewhere cool. and uh <clears throat> they apparently shot um there's like poison dust in the air all over the place throughout the entire film. And they have to wear these suits with like filters and tubes and stuff. And that's part of like the, the conflict of their stories that they, their filters are fucked and they have to find new filters constantly and like recharge their filters and stuff. Mm. And um, they apparently filmed the dust against like a green screen. They filmed it with like light shooting into it. And then they just laid that on top of like every scene. Oh, that's so it looks, cool. it looks really good. It looks very real. Mm. And they have a couple of shots of like, alien insects crawling on and stuff and, and it all looks pretty good they like I said they they were they didn't do anything crazy there's no like yeah you know big aliens or anything. and all the crystal creature things that they work with are all practical effects so cool. yeah
4: it's pretty solid to check it out. What'd you uh, What'd you watch this on?
1: I pirated the fuck out of this movie on uh, the Pirate Bay, Damn. which is uh, honestly, it's how I'm watching everything now. I don't even know. I, I literally, <laughs> if it's not on Prime, I'm pirating it. <laughs> That's just how it goes. I literally, I downloaded Manhunter because I was like, I gotta rewatch Man. Okay, so Film Junk, the a uh, uh, podcast that I love and listen to, they just released their Hannibal Lecter Premium, which mm-hmm. I bought immediately and listened to, and they hate Red Dragon. So you guys are on their side, makes sense. Yeah, and they love Manhunter, and they're just talking about how much better Manhunter is than Red Dragon. So I was like, I gotta rewatch Manhunter, <laughs> and I was like, it was perfect because we we did a Michael Mann film this week, this week. Yeah, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. I watched like half an hour. I don't of it. know if I've seen Manhunter. I'm not. I'm not hating it so far on the rewatch. I do hate William Peterson and everything he does. All the decisions that he's making are the <laughs> wrong decisions. He's the worst actor alive. I do not understand how you can watch this movie and then watch red dragon and think that he's giving a better performance than Ed Norton, he just fucking isn't. <laughs> he's not capable of it. Uh, it's gross. But uh but uh, but the direction is impeccable so far. Michael Mann's just
4: so just god. <laughs> <laughs> what was your point that you could have found that legally? easily and just decided not
1: to i uh owned it actually before (laughs) (laughs) you just couldn't go upstairs no no i owned it i owned it and i watched it and the first time i watched it i hated it so i just got rid of it immediately i Uh, didn't didn't (laughs) want it selling my collection you know (laughs) it was plus it was on dvd at the time it wasn't even on blu-ray yet Uh, so yeah yeah. if i if i got it again now i have to get like the i think there's a shell factory or a mondo or something of it so i'd probably get that but uh I don't see it becoming one of my go-to Michael Mann films. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Even after thirty minutes, go ahead.
2: You still haven't seen any of uh, Shane Carruth's movies, have you?
1: No, I have. Again, Primer is on this laptop right now. Has right. been since the episode. For the love of okay. God, just haven't watch watched Primer. I just got to get around it's, to it. I really, really want. I really want. Really short. I know. Yeah, I know. Doesn't yeah. require a I lot of mental know when you
4: power, power about it. at all.
1: I know. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fun ride oh you know, shit i got on my plate right now to watch and i got so much other shit going it's like so you still insane. never
3: watched uh Workmeister harmony also 3.
1: on my on my laptop right now please watch that at some point i will <laughs> okay. i thought about it actually i thought about it before i watched open range and i don't, for some reason i was just like i don't want to watch this bleak Yeah, Uh, Hungarian film. I
3: want to watch Open Range. There's a reason I watched Running Man this week. I was just like, I can't handle anything right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I gotta gotta watch something. You gotta be in the mood for this kind of shit. You know, it's like the
1: Criterion Channel. I I had the Criterion Channel. They just charged me for the first time, and I'm like, I haven't even looked at the Criterion Channel in like two weeks. Yeah, there's just nothing on there I want to watch right now. Yeah,
3: unsubbed on that. It's
1: just like, eh. I'll tell you what though, Prime adding new great stuff every day. They have a better movie selection than any other streaming service. Maybe, I mean, unless you count Criterion as, like, you know, the quality of films. But, I mean, Mm. it's crazy, crazy eclectic, the selection of films on Prime. Hmm. It's amazing. Cool.
4: There are several bad Peter Hyams films on Amazon Prime right now. (laughs) There you go. Is Outland on there? I'd like to go watch them.
1: Is Outland on there?
4: Who? uh, Uh, No, it's not. Fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Manhunter wasn't either. That's why I did that. Where
3: did you watch Outland? JR? Me? Oh, um,
4: (laughs) I pirated it. No, okay, of course you <laughs> did. Yeah. I, I pirate as little as possible. Um, <laughs> uh, why? I decided I absolutely had to watch. Is that now. a is
1: that a moral ethical thing, or is that you scared or what?
4: Uh, no, it's just like if it's available, I can usually get it, and I can usually wait a couple of days. Like the library will have it if it's on DVD or some streaming service. I, I have to drive it. to the library though, you know. Well, I can walk to the library right here. It's oh, very close. Fuck. Nice. That's nice. That uh, nice. I but, still you probably know, would turn in shit. It's, it's the, shit that, <laughs> like, the shit that has never been released on DVD in America or is out of print or you just like, no, it's not going to get picked up by a studio here. Like I don't mind pirating that. Cool. And
1: I, I pirated everything. I watched my old
4: ass copy of the Insider DVD. It's probably, I, did, I did too.
3: <laughs> I, I watched, probably should have pirated that for a better on looking one. DVD. Hi, Pyro did it. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or pay like two bucks on Amazon. Like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Rent, you know, rent, pay rent pay for like, money $2.99? for stuff? Man Fuck gets no shit. money.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and let, let him come out with another good
1: movie, then I'll give him some money. Exactly. <laughs> Black Hat was trash.
4: Jar. something else?
1: Did you watch anything else? What? Did you watch anything else?
4: Oh, yeah, I got uh, one more. Go ahead. Um, I watched uh, The Wandering Earth, which is. The highest-grossing
1: film ever in in China,
4: uh, yeah, and the third highest-grossing film of this year. It's it's made seven hundred million dollars, and six hundred and ninety of that are in mainland China, which is just crazy. Wow,
0: mm.
4: uh, this just like crazy to me that it didn't take off, like even in Hong Kong or <laughs> anywhere else. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's based on a story from. I, I don't know how to say his name, Six and Lou, who, have you, have you guys heard of the Three Body Problem a book series?
0: No. Nope.
4: No. okay. It won, like, uh, the Hugo Award a few years ago, Uh-oh. and it's, uh, it's, it's insane. It's really good. All three of those books are very, very good. Uh, and he, he's just like, he's an author that is doing a lot of, like, hard, hard sci-fi stuff. A lot of, uh, just like a lot of fleshed out science ideas that are probably not they're, I mean, they're bullshit, they're science fiction they're not science but uh,
0: mm.
4: it's just that kind of writing uh, this story comes from one of his shorts and I have a feeling they took the basic idea of the story and then just threw everything else he had away <laughs> um, this is about uh, scientists discover the sun is just like expanding freaking out they build thousands of massive uh, engines all around the earth Uh, not or on one hemisphere of the earth to uh, propel the planet to its new home and distant solar system. So instead of like evacuating (laughs) earth, they fly the earth. Uh, It's possible. possible. Sure. Maybe they have a,
2: (laughs) not in the least.
4: (laughs) So like uh, flying out ahead of the planet is the space station they built with all these elite scientists to make sure the planet stays on course. And then, of course, uh, since I guess no one thought about this, 17 years in, as Earth is passing Jupiter, it gets trapped in Jupiter's gravity. And
0: uh, like, all of the
4: this. like engines on the planet freak out. And the movie is about uh, like all these rescue missions to reignite the Earth engines uh, to keep the planet from colliding and being destroyed uh, by Jupiter. It's uh Sounds fun. It's it's a blast, honestly. <laughs> it's I mean it, it is like a it is just a, a disaster movie. And that's you know, I guess you kinda know what you're getting into there. Um but it's it's really fun. I mean, and, this is like uh, next
3: level disaster movie though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: the, the whole, whole galactic planet. <laughs> whole fucking planet
4: is flying. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um it's it's also like it's not, uh, it doesn't like puss out the way like a PG 13 American, uh, disaster movie might. Like, there's like a lot of death. It's pretty upfront about like how only half the population gets to like move into these underground cities. The rest of the population, uh, just freezes on earth and dies. It's, uh, nice. It can be, yeah, it can be brutal. And, uh, but then like it's also got like the typical shit. Like, we're following just a few characters that were meant to like get emotionally attached to two of them are teenagers that like ha- like they were being rebellious and like got caught up in this thing and couldn't go back home. So they're part of it. And their dad is on the space station and he's trying to save the day from up there. And it's got like typical authority figures making shitty decisions just so that the plot can keep going. Um, <laughs> there's overacting all over the place, lots of crying and screaming but it's uh yeah again really fun great uh great ending and uh you know you guys i think would hate it because it's got a lot of cgi and from what i can tell the chinese just like don't give a shit about the realism of their cgi they just uh they you know it's often cartoonish and they just seem to be okay with that but cool. I gave it a four, and I recommend it, and it's only two hours.
1: It's on Netflix, right?
4: Yeah, okay. only it it fits in so much shit in two hours. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it. A lot of sci-fi this week. Yeah.
2: So um, I'll just do these two really quick. Um, I rewatched Last of the Mohicans. And
4: did not like just, it. Just, it's just, just,
1: you know, way too to long. move the fuck on, man. <laughs> what is
4: happening right now? Isn't it like the shortest microphone? Tell Mann me. Film?
2: <laughs> Tell me what's good about it. Tell me what is the good about The Le- direction,
1: the story, the a. acting. A. Uh, Magua, as a character, is unbelievable. like the best villain of all time. <laughs>
4: uh, the photography. Yeah, the photography. The setting. <laughs> America. <What? laughs>
2: Whatever.
1: It's it's what's good. not good about it? just the length. You don't like the length. Less less than uh, two I need. Hours. I need to
3: rewatch this. It's
1: a masterpiece. What's what's what I mean?
3: On? Yeah, it's it's
2: it's way too long. It drags. It's fucking ridiculous with the same old fucking, you know, woman who falls in love with the native guy and the stodgy
4: old colonel. Oh, dude. What's wrong? What's wrong with an interracial relationship? Yeah, it's Racist? not an inter, it's not an interracial relationship. There is one He's, though.
1: His brother, yeah. Uncle he, Us, great. is is he's uh into the uh, into the into the blonde girl. They're they're in love.
2: Spoiler alert: They both die.
1: Why would you say that?
3: <laughs> you just spoil it.
1: Yeah, why would you spoil it? <laughs> Spoiler: alert, <laughs> Robert, said... Robert Downey Jr. dies. Iron Man dies. End of game. <laughs> Fuck everybody.
3: What? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deal with it. <sighs> We're gonna get his contract all, was though. up. That's how you get out of those movies. You like get killed,
2: <laughs> basically. Yeah. Well, and well, also he like
3: he's
4: been. He always come back, so I don't know. Yeah, he I mean pass.
2: he'll he'll probably come back for like a cameo or something. But
3: no, I. How does he die?
0: He sacrifices <laughs> oh, um... himself to save. Yeah, everybody. he
2: he uses the Infinity Gauntlet, and it you know it's oh okay you know it's like a godlike power that his human frame can't handle. <sighs> so...
1: Can we not
3: get death
0: threats?
3: (laughs) We're testing to see if we actually have listeners. We we don't.
1: We won't after this episode. Yeah,
3: I was (laughs) going (laughs) to say. In-game spoilers in a (laughs) last of the (laughs) week. You didn't see that (laughs) coming. So last of the weekends, Iron Man fucking dies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you want to spoil Uncle S's death? I'll spoil Iron Man's. Okay. <laughs> I actually just wa- I just uh, showed my students the last. Maybe 10 minutes of this movie uh-huh. in every class just to kill time because uh, we were reading a story about <laughs> Indians. I was like, well, let's watch the end of the Last of the Weekends. Uh, they showed him the whole. They thought un- it was dumb as shit. Uncle is death. They laughed whenever the girl throws herself off the cliff. They thought that was funny. It's <laughs> yeah. like, are you guys serious right now? It's kind of funny. Well, well, They Don't <laughs> have some con- dark shit.
4: Context. I,
1: was, I told him what was going on. I was, like, I was like, this guy's in love with this girl. This girl's in love with this guy. She just watched him die. Like she goes up they're like oh she go jump, <laughs> and, then, and then when then she jumps, they're like wow laughing and giggling. I'm like Jesus Christ.
4: Oh, well, I man. mean, man, <laughs> you know, animals, like, yeah, no feelings, yeah, no feelings. Without without context, suicide is typically funny. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I love. Uh, Y'all, Yo,
2: are, are we trying to compete with Rick Rick Alverson here? <laughs> I'll
1: like, tell you what, what I what I one of the things I really like just having to rewatch those last ten minutes is how. And not to spoil anything further, but how the how Magua dies, mm. the how it's not Day Lewis who kills him, it's the father. Like I love that. I love how the father and the fight that they have. How the father doesn't even get touched. He's like that much above. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Magua's fighting ability, whereas Magua's been like this whole, super badass the whole movie. You yeah, think it'd yeah. be some kind of epic confrontation, but the father's like sixty years old. He just kills him like no problem.
2: Yeah, like. I love uh, that shit yeah there are parts of it that are fine but it just goes on too long like it should have ended a lot
1: quicker I love the scene when they go to the ca- the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the village too and they talk and like they're talking in French and translating into yeah. the, the other the other language with the chief so fucking good and my whole thing with the
4: gray what's your, hair
3: what's your review it should have ended quicker <laughs> so this is a this
4: yeah. is a good tactic from john he's like i'm not gonna let kevin tell me what's yeah well be fair i asked him what was good about this so he's yeah, telling me I love, so. it.
1: I love it i love i love everything almost everything about it this is in my top 50 i mean it's really i and i hate certain people who are in this like uh, I don't. I hate Madeline Stowe. I can't stand her as an actress. She's terrible. Mm. Um, I don't think she's bad in this though. And I, and I nah. think if anybody's bad in this, it's the British guy who's trying to get with Madeline Stowe. He, and uh, even he has he redeems himself. Like whenever he sacrifices himself for them in the village, that yeah. moment fucking rules. And how Day Lewis has to shoot him to like spare him of the torture. Mm. So fucking mm. good. <laughs>
3: oh! I need to rewatch this. <laughs> it's amazing. It's
1: amazing. <laughs> All right, best so, score of all time.
3: Do you like this more than I?
1: Uh, <laughs> no, he's higher on my list, but okay. it's. But I mean, they're, they're I mean, honestly, the list is bullshit. It's whatever. It's whatever I feeling on the day. You know what I mean? Right now, I'd rather watch The Last of the Mohicans. Hmm. I'm fucking jazzed I might watch it when I get home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Burning up here. Texted me like, "Fuck uh, yeah. you!" It's amazing. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm
1: gonna live text you the whole movie. <laughs> <I> tell you <laughs> what, I think of every scene. <laughs> Just filming. <experiment. laughs> <laughs> film your yeah, commentary while facey watching like you <laughs> <laughs> this part right here man how did you not like this <laughs> uh, the sniping uh, scene when he has to shoot the guys because he's trying to get the messenger out of the fort that is a really great scene that scene is awesome he keeps gra- yeah. grabbing the different rifles yeah. and oh my god so good <laughs> Oh, like, it's just so it's just they don't make a movie like that anymore it's like so epic in the scale of it and the, the you wouldn't get a budget to make a movie like that anymore it's, mm. and I miss terribly mm. Michael Mann shooting on film. I mean, because mm. I yeah, I, I have to say it's probably his best looking movie too. Anyway, what else did you watch? <laughs> <laughs> I also watched Inherent and Vice. Oh yeah. Well, um, I, I'm not going to argue with you on this one.
2: Yeah, like, no. yeah. Would you give it two point seven five? So that sounds about right. Yeah. So like so far, it's There Will Be Blood, Phantom Thread. And then Everything this else. one. Oh, oh yeah. really? That
3: was yeah. I and, was really depressed when I when we first saw this. So it was yeah, it was, it was a was, big bummer. A bummer. Yeah.
2: yeah, and like there there are the there are great great parts of this movie, but once again, it goes on way too fucking long. Yeah. It's so convoluted, and like guys, like Paul Thomas Anderson, like if I wanted to watch The Big Lebowski again, I would have just watched The Big Lebowski. <laughs> There are so many parallels to that. Like it's, you know, Well, I
1: mean, to be fair, it's not necessarily his fault, right? I mean, it's based on the book, so it's like Yeah, he's I mean, telling the story of the book. Yeah,
2: so like it's I don't know if, I don't know when book, which is a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know it's, what it's book, Pensions though. book actually is like, you know, with the uh with the narration and whatever, but yeah, you know, like I wanted so bad to like this movie, but then it just kept going on and got more convoluted and things weren't coming back like they maybe should have and then mm-hmm. then it all gets wrapped up really neatly and it's like eh, that's not very satisfying and I just
1: remember being like really uh like retaining the stark visuals of his previous mm. f- two films uh and then but playing in like this weird slapstick zone where it's yeah. like it didn't match the aesthetic of the movie. Like, the movie looked too good or something. You know what I mean? It was like, it was, it was like he yeah. – sh- you know, it's like it looked as good as There Will Be Blood or the Master, but it's about this ridiculous character who's like a cartoon. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, you know, there is, although, like – Probably subtext, but it was like I just kind of don't care. Like, yeah. I kind of made me not want to take it seriously.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. like there's not – like there's – comedy in the movie but it's not nearly as much there's not nearly as much as there should be for this kind of thing i think
1: and some of it's just like bizarre and like i don't mm. it's not funny enough like i want yeah, it's like I,
2: martin short showing up out of nowhere as a mm. dentist who's like doing this like really high class blow or heroin <laughs> and <laughs> that actually sounds
1: funny listening to but <laughs> it's been I mean, a while i mean I he's, he's
2: good like the five minutes that he's in yeah yeah uh, and i like joaquin phoenix I don't know how to feel about Catherine Watterson. Like I, Waterston, I, I, or, I don't know. Yeah. She's like uh, like Alien Covenant, mid-90s, and this. And she's something so, else. I think. Uh,
1: Steve Jobs. She's a, I haven't seen that. She plays but, uh, his, his she was good Steve at Steve Jobs. Yeah. But,
2: I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm leaning on the she's not very good side. She's,
1: I'm not, she's okay. I'm not super impressed by her. Okay. A lot of people seem to be, though.
4: Uh, jury's out. She's about as good as right. her dad.
1: Oh, yeah. Sammy Waterston ever right. was,
0: yeah,
1: uh Jonathan, well I'm out oh i well, I'll just say that I'm uh finishing up uh Deadwood the first season mm. in anticipation of the film coming out later this month, just loving every second of it, and uh it's just got a lot of people in it that you wouldn't like that I didn't realize, like Nick Offerman's in one of the episodes, and you see his dick it's really weird, yeah. <laughs> what, and then uh. Kristen Bell was just in a two episode arc and she I just mean. gets annihilated and shot in the face. Wow. Yeah. And, and uh Sarah Paulson love, shows up later. Does she really? See, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I know Anna Anna Gunn is coming in the yeah, second yeah. season. Uh so yeah, there's just a lot of um a lot of people.
2: Yeah, like I, I was tempted on my letterbox review of All the Real Girls, which has what's his face? From the first season of Parks and Rec, I was gonna say like, oh yeah, yeah. No. Now I've seen oh, two characters. Yeah, now I've seen two characters from Parks and Rec's junk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, it was weird that Nick. I was like, I had to look at him. I was like, is that Nick Offerman? And then yeah. I, I looked him up, and right when I saw that it was him, he ran into the room naked with his dick in his hand. Like, That's yeah, sort of bizarre.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he's in Sin City too. Like, is he really? Yeah, I didn't know that he's like. uh Burt and
1: Schlub. Oh, he's one of the two. uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah. I could could see that. In the first film? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, you know, so that's uh, that's a good show. Watch it if you haven't watched it. It's on Prime. Prime, Again, Prime with all the classic HBO shows. You know, you can watch Oz, Sopranos, fucking, I mean, everything's on there. Is Carnival on there? Carnival is on there. Yeah. That's a show
2: I'm genuinely, like... I wish it would have gone on. Clancy Brown. He's amazing. Him um, and Nick Stahl,
1: both. I, have, I haven't actually watched any of it, but <laughs> I know that he's in it. I like Clancy Brown. I don't like Nick Stahl very much, but uh, I like Clancy Brown.
2: But it's also got uh, Michael Anderson from uh, Twin Peaks.
1: Oh, okay. That's cool. But uh, that's it for me. Uh, you guys want to jump into uh, the deep dive or what? Let's jump into yeah. this deep dive. So t- uh, today's deep diving adventure is into uh, The Insider directed by the aforementioned Michael Mann uh yep. from 1999 starring Al Pacino and Russell Crowe and uh Michael Gambon and uh fucking Diane Venora and uh Christopher Plummer Christopher Plummer yeah. and Philip Baker Hall and Gina who else, Gershon who else can we think about it I mean, Gina Gershon's in it for a second and uh René Allsteed <laughs> Colm Theori Oh yeah, Collier. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's in it. Rip Torn yeah. Oh, see oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. for, like, I don't remember him seconds. being in it at Cliff all. Curtis. I read that he was in it after and I was like, when is Rip Torn in this movie? <laughs> Michael <laughs> yeah. Moore. Cliff Curtis he's... plays the Sheikh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... <laughs> and he's barely in it too. I was like Cliff Curtis rules. I wish he was in it more. Yeah, yeah. Michael Rip, Rip
4: Torn is one of the people like doing background shit on a uh... Yeah. I want to I want to say on he's a, he's an editor. Oh, okay. uh,
2: I want to say it like the New York Times or some other big magazine.
1: Yeah. That's a weird small role News for favorite. him. to have in a movie
4: he's only in like one it's in a long shot yeah yeah yeah, i didn't see
1: him at all but uh, i really wish i had i you know uh i i hear that he's you know he's insane so i'm sure that he probably got cut out maybe or something but um (laughs) jonathan uh your thoughts on why
3: on earth you would choose this movie (laughs) and uh um this is a michael Mann movie i've never seen and i honestly didn't even know it existed until probably six months ago uh yeah, I and, have similar that 90s man uh, just yeah,
1: rules. Totally. It, I have similar like, feelings, too. I, I <laughs> I've known about this movie for more than six months, but I mean, maybe like five or six years ago was the first time I had heard about it. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like it was nominated for seven Oscars, but it feels like totally forgotten yeah, at this it was like point. 13 mm-hmm. or 14 when it came out or something like that. Yeah. It's like the you're, you're totally. The, yeah. You'd think you would remember. But yeah. I guess it's it's definitely one of my main things I was going to say about it. And I'll just jump right in is that um it's very adult like it's very oh yeah super like i wouldn't say it's dry <laughs> as such but it's like it's not for kids at all like there's nothing in here that would have interested me when at the age i was when this movie came out so i can mm. see why i didn't hear about it then cuz like it's literally Almost got the point no where redeeming it was, yeah, it's, qualities for children <laughs> yeah whereas like some movies even like you know heat okay heat awesome action scenes i can mm-hmm. watch a shit all day Last one weekend's cool action. I can watch this shit all day. You know, it's like you can. There's certain things where these like highbrow blockbusters that you can look at and say, well, these, you know, it's got something, some redeeming quality that you would remember. But even if I had seen this movie when I
3: was 12 or 13, I wouldn't remember shit about it. (laughs) It would have been a nightmare for me. Okay, well, for those who don't know, the insider is about uh, Jeffrey Wigand, who is a, a whistleblower. Uh, tobacco industry whistleblower and he uh, um, Al Pacino is working for 60 minutes and uh, he wants to do an expose uh, including him and that's kind of how it unfolds and the uh, tobacco industry starts threatening uh, Russell Crowe. It's implied yeah, yeah, at the yeah, tobacco yeah. company. And I think like at the end crow. it's like it says that they, it's don't, like, ever, they don't know who, where the yeah, threats came from. Yeah it might from. have been like it was a little bit like added dra- uh, drama, so yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty much the story, and uh, it's two and a half hours. Yeah, two
1: twenty-seven.
3: I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, personally <laughs> was like so w- was, was pretty daunting to be honest. I, oh, th- yeah. There's a lot of things I like about it, but that was pretty rough. It drags quite a bit.
2: Yeah, like there I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of. Th- of the threats towards the beginning that could have been cut out. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get that he's being threatened. Let's move on. Um, I would
1: have been okay with them if they went somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But it's just the threat. And then it never, you never hear anything else about it. Like when the scene, when he, uh, goes downstairs and gets the gun and then he goes out there and he sees the footprint in the soil. Like that's good. That's suspenseful and scary. I agree. And it takes a long time to get to that point. And then after Mm. when you get to that point, it's
3: like, Oh, Okay. Well I mean, who was the guy? What's gonna happen? Nothing. Nothing yeah. is going to yeah. happen with yeah. that. I, I found the sixty minutes side of the story with Al Pacino way more entertaining. And oh, like yeah. how they don't want to air like that that was like crazy entertaining to me. But yeah. then it was just it just wasn't balanced for me. It was
1: definitely more of like a uh yeah, I agree, it was like two movies at once. Yeah. It's like this paranoid trying to be like this paranoid thriller, but it's made such in such a super realistic way. Like, trying to be so accurate. It feels like it's trying to be really... Even though it says at the end, yeah, it's dramatized,
3: but it, try, it feels like it's being, trying to be really accurate to the story.
0: Mm.
3: Almost like documentary-style dead yeah. like points. Yeah. Like, where the camera... I think it was, like, earlier... Like, maybe, like, one of the first scenes with uh, Russell Crowe. He's, like, walking... It's like right next to his face. Yeah. And That's
1: I- clear. But, okay, right when that happened, did anybody, did anybody else think about... This is obviously why Michael Mann went digital. Like he's like, I can't get yeah. these fucking shots because I'm working with these mammoth ass 35 millimeter cameras. I need to go digital. But I yeah. a,
3: I fucking love that shot. Like it was really great. It's, <coughs> it's literally on
1: his face. <laughs> I watched the first uh, 10 minutes of Ali. Also, I was gonna try to watch it and I just never got around to it. And the first 10 minutes of Ali, which is also shot on film uh, mostly, there's like a GoPro shot and it looks like shit. It's like standard death, and it's oh, like God. on a. It's like watching him run down the street jogging. And I was like, this is what he wants. Like, this is – he must have been just, like, creaming in his pants like <laughs> Kevin when he watches a Marvel movie whenever digital cameras came out and became accessible. <laughs> this is what he wants to do. You know, he wants to shoot digital with tiny cameras. Just like David Lynch said, you know, he yeah. would never shoot on regular cameras again because there's so much more freedom shooting on a Sony Handycam. <laughs> mm. But that's just – that was yeah. my thought whenever I saw that shot. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, um,
4: I'm the exact opposite. I really like the long threatening scenes, mostly just because like nothing happens. They're they're there to make Russell Crowe more irritable and more paranoid. Mm. And and I like all that. Um like I, I, I loved especially the uh, the golf driving range one
3: with the yeah,
4: uh, yeah. he's at the driving range at night and there's just one dude, like twenty like tees away, just staring him down, like as he's shooting, he's shooting a golf ball, but looking at Russell Crowe. Thought <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, and I was less interested when the story totally shifted focus away from Wygan to, uh, to do the journalistic integrity stuff. I just, I, I think I, I would have rathered a, let's say like in the last 55 minutes or so last hour that it kind of shifts away. I would have rather had a two hour movie just about Wigan or an hour and yeah. 45 minute movie about Wigan. I don't know. I, I,
1: I, I, I'm with Jonathan though. I, I really enjoy like the scenes I enjoyed the most were, I mean, the scene I enjoy the most is when Al Pacino is like on his soapbox and, Talking about how they're not going to cut the thing and they can't do it, and he thinks that uh, Christopher Palmer's on his side, and Chris Plummer says, "I'm with, I'm with Dan on this one." Or really, like, really. like, that's yeah, that's such this, a good,
3: I, I love that shit. The scenes in I, the Middle East too, I, 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 really I love, that, love shit, that shit. Yeah, I, really I, like I, I, I was oh, thinking yeah. about that too. I was, I that
1: was because I was talking to my wife because she watched it with me, and she said she liked it, but she's like, "It's so fucking long." And I was like, "Yeah," I was thinking about how long it is. And how, yeah, the scenes in the Middle East, they feel like that's stuff you would immediately be like, you can cut this shit. Because it's got nothing to do with the story. But it's character building. It's like showing you – it's showing you their integrity – Especially with with Mike Wallace, for instance, whenever he gets upset because they're like, you can't sit in, as close to the sheik as they always want.
3: Yeah, it's a seventy eight year old assassin. <laughs> and, and when it gets to the point so where good. they they basically tell him like, we're going to cut it. Like you you really do feel like you yeah. can't fucking cut this oh, shit. Like shit. I mean, like are you kidding me? Like, I went to yeah, the, yeah. I went and sat with like you know acclaimed terrorist and shit yeah, or whatever exactly. the hell you yeah. know. And, yeah. we're afraid of these yeah.
4: fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think one of one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is when uh, at the very beginning. Al Pacino pulls uh, Christopher Plummer, Mike Wallace aside and says, are you ready or you want to fuck around some more? <laughs> and, and then Christopher Plummer's like, no, I can go. My heart has started. <laughs> like, as, as the whole thing was just like an act. That's good. And this is
1: great. Yeah. I, I really enjoy their dynamic. I like mm. anything. I mean, Al Pacino is just, I mean, he's, He's gotta be like the most reliable like he's just so good you know he's very Machino's natural the best
2: part of this whole movie
1: i agree with that too i mean i just i enjoy watching anything with him uh, i mean the only things
4: the,
1: the the negatives that i have to say about this movie have nothing to do with the performances of anybody i mean i don't i don't i'm not, not even b- diane verona venora and no i'm not i, I <laughs> okay i don't like her accent <laughs> <laughs> but her performance is okay her, her accent like her. is bizarre
4: <laughs> i don't i don't like her character i just i felt like they they could have given her something to do besides complain and cry yeah they just didn't
3: it was kind of strange uh, which is kind of a
4: bummer
1: but you could think about it this way as in like she probably had other stuff to do and they were like okay we're at two you know 237 do we really (laughs) want to add that shit in now and make it a three hour movie (laughs) but yeah i agree i don't i don't i didn't like her character i don't didn't wasn't fond of her just the accent was what really bothered me more than anything i didn't mm-hmm. like russell crowe's accent either it felt like it came and went i don't i wasn't blown away as everybody seems to be by russell crowe's performance i it was good but it wasn't like i don't know i just i don't understand yeah, what the it wasn't, big deal is it wasn't
2: <laughs> bad but it, it was you know
3: he, I like the way he looks okay. yeah. in the movie. Sure. It's just weird. Like, it, feels it's, like the gray be, hair. it feels
1: like he should be playing the part now. Yeah. Because he's yeah, like yeah. he is old and well, fat now. And like back then he wasn't. Yeah. And
3: he like I guess he gained a little
1: I bit thought, of weight. I thought he was <laughs> good. But spray sprayed, I, sprayed I, his Cicino hair you know, silver.
4: Gets, yeah. Better. See I'm 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 flipped again. Like I thought Russ Crowe <laughs> was <laughs> thought he was great, and I love all the little like head ticks and the heavy breathing. And like those choices could have gone so far over the top, yeah. and made it bad, and I just it it, it didn't. Uh, whereas I think in the last hour, again, Al Pacino starts yelling Al Pacino things. Yeah, he a He gets more and
1: more incensed as the film goes on. I mean, I think it's justified yeah. his reaction to things, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. It, it, part of like part of my reaction is definitely the baggage like I carry with just, like, making fun of Al Pacino voice. Sure. Uh, yeah. And and this is, you know, this is probably, like, right around peak uh, Al Pacino voice shit, and it's, uh, you know, just... It, it's it's not ever bad, but it's just not the best.
1: I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you that, like Christopher Walken, there is a certain uh, self-parodying uh, thing that comes with Pacino, although I don't, I don't feel like
3: not as extreme. I don't as feel like, was. well,
1: I don't feel like Pacino does it. I don't feel like Pacino plays into it as much. Yeah. I don't think he thinks like I'm going to do this the Al Pacino way, and he knows Probably that, he, you know. Whereas Christopher Walken is very seems very aware of how he sounds and
3: acts, and you know how. Yeah, I just it. didn't get that at all in this movie. I don't know. I didn't get. There's the, a couple
1: uh, of parts where he screams, but I mean, I feel like like again the, those scenes he's screaming because you know he's. Full of rage about what's going on, and I totally feel his frustration in all those scenes. I
3: just felt he really was this character like he 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 really did I mean, he did a good job he did a lot
1: he really vanished
3: to this one he really did he just disappeared
4: <laughs> sure uh, <laughs> how about uh how about the last uh shot though where uh damn where he tells uh Mike Wallace after they Get the drop on the Unabomber, which is another question I have. I'm really confused about that part. Um,
0: the part he the diner? walks out
4: of the office with that fucking jazz rock shit playing, that was and he awful. gets the slow mo hero walk off of the movie. I just uh, what the fuck? Not, that's not that's not a problem with Pacino. That's just like that was such a ridiculous way to end this thing.
3: I thought that music was uh, crushingly bad. Like it was. Uh... Was hard. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even A lot not even what sax. the music sounded like.
2: Yeah, like yeah, was, the, the, like, score, sax, the score. The in this movie n- is all over the place. It's
3: 1999. Like the sax. Yeah, that's leave it in the 80s. It's gone. yeah, and
2: like it's plus, like it's kind of the same thing with like. Sure
3: uh, we got Tangerine Dream to do the score again, huh, Jonathan?
1: I mean, whatever, <laughs> dude. Like this is just not. It was not good. Yeah, I don't yeah, know even know who did the score for. I know that uh, I was going to say something about the music, which is that weirdly enough they use a, a piece of music that is used extensively in deadwood like in several episodes it's the banjo picking thing that they have in oh, this, yeah, yeah. Is, is in, uh, deadwood quite a bit
2: i thought that sounded familiar
1: so the music is done by yeah pete peter bork and lisa gerard i don't know who these people are there was either. some like operatic singing. Oh, there like, was a
2: lot of choir stuff. They're just, Michael like...
1: Mann's composers. They did Collateral and Ali also. So, oh, okay. But I don't know. I I I I didn't. I don't recall what that music was. I believe you guys that it was bad. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't
3: very good. No. Uh,
1: I don't yeah. know. I just feel like it's this movie is. Uh, it's based on a true story, and it's so. It feels like it's trying to be so true. That it loses some of its uh, cinematic, dramatic qualities. And I, I wish it was more loosely based on the story, I guess. Mm. Because that's ultimately when I finished watching it, I was just like... There's a lot of scenes that feel like they're going to these you know interesting emotional points and they just never really get there. Mm. That's And that's just me. I know a lot of... I know everybody just fucking worships this movie all these people on Facebook film forum thinks this is the best fucking movie on earth. (laughs) Yeah Letterboxd
3: too it's like yeah I
1: don't dislike it I did like it I'm just not I'm not all the way there with it like these people are and also just like speaking to the true story effect of it like I was reading about it afterwards and I was shocked to read that he actually did become a fucking high school chemistry teacher I was like that is so what a bizarre choice he couldn't get a job dude. I know but I can, I cannot believe that. Like I and it feels like one of those things where it's like yeah, it's true, change it because it doesn't come off as true. Like this idea that he's <laughs> he can't get a job with anybody because he worked for a tobacco company. Give me a fucking How many jobs are out there? This guy is so overqualified to be a he's it's like it's like Walter White. I mean, it's just, it's yeah, absurd. It's kind
3: of strange too because like it was still back in the 90s like yeah. cigarettes weren't that demonized early 90s yeah I mean like now just... now I would probably say so like if you were I mean if you're well, like a scientist for like a tobacco company now like... but even if you're a
1: scientist for a tobacco company, this is I don't know I don't see how that like dequalifies you to be like you're still a scientist you still yeah. went to school I don't I mean hey, I think, like, and he's got this you, you know, long career before that where he's working for he all, all these like Johnson to... and Johnson and all these other companies that are reputable
2: yeah like I like even just leaving aside the science part of it I would think that you know like a vice president at a company you know, you would just go be... A vice president at another conglomerate. He'll just go
1: work for Nestle or, something, or yeah, something. Yeah, like literally dozens of companies that where he could you know just go to Nabisco and be like, hey, I'm a scientist. But I'll be. Did, here yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that But he happen.
4: made it. He made it clear that he wanted to work somewhere where he'd feel good at the end of the I day. I know, but that's yeah, like such uh, a
1: goofy movie cliche. And I, I well, know, I, I know it, it happened. But it's <laughs> to work for the, the so industry. fucking stupid. It's just
4: like, well, uh, I,
2: I think it would be more. It would be more understandable if he was working at like some like. You know, boarding school out in like the middle of the woods instead instead of like you know Kentucky, yeah, (laughs) instead of like some random high school in the city, Louisville, yeah, like like it would be more believable if he was at a private institution. He couldn't work at like like, a dead poet society or something.
1: Well, he he wouldn't make as much money at a college. Oh, but I I was. uh, What about uh the fact that everybody says Louisville in this movie, even though they're from Louisville, Louisville. Aren't they supposed to say Louisville or Louisville or Louisville. whatever? Like, don't they have a whole... C- uh, junior you've seen Elizabeth Town, right? Yep. Okay, don't they have a whole scene in there where Kirsten Dunst tells them how to pronounce Louisville? Is it Louisville? Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. How come they don't say it that way in this movie and everybody's uh, from there?
4: They didn't do their research?
1: I know, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, like, let's also talk about Michael Gambon's fucking horrible
4: southern accent. Yeah, it's
3: pretty good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe they Why are not addictive.
4: You- why was he the guy you called? Why was the Irish? <laughs> yeah. The guy yeah,
3: that makes no fucking sense.
4: Yeah.
1: It's it is a strange well, choice. We,
4: hey, yeah, I mean in they, the other direction though. How do we feel about Bruce McGill? Who was he again? Who, oh, he was what? the lawyer. You know who? Oh was yeah, that's like, weird, right. yeah, like, yeah.
2: my client will answer his no, questions. That guy like, rules.
1: I, I that really he, wasn't bad. He can be in anything. Oh, he no, shut that yeah, guy up. He does rule. Yeah. yeah uh, yes. I love Bruce McGill. He definitely gets
4: like the overacting award for the movie for I that one yeah, scene. So. But
1: he's in Time Cop, remember?
4: Yeah.
0: Oh shit.
1: He's the captain of the Time Cop uh <laughs> division or whatever. <laughs> this is a good movie?
4: Yeah. <laughs> a Such a wonderful sentence. <laughs> captain of he's the also, Time Cop. He's
1: also he's also in uh Animal House. <laughs> and I think that was his first movie, and he's in my cousin Vinny as the sheriff.
4: I mean, he's oh, just, yeah. he's just okay. one of those guys. He's in,
1: he's in everything. He's yeah. a character actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He was in Law Abiding Citizen.
1: <laughs> he was in Elizabethtown. We just mentioned <laughs> Elizabethtown. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I i like that guy. I, I like the idea that they... Apparently, uh, the DA or something from Mississippi is the actual guy who was the DA at the time. And they shot... Oh, mm. they really? Yeah, and they shot the... Uh, the scene with the deposition, they shot it in the actual place where that deposition happened. Huh,
0: wow. That was
1: pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I like that kind of, uh, attention to detail. Yeah. I mean, I like the procedural elements of the film all work really well. And I think that's something Michael Mann does really well. And he's kind of known for, especially on the criminal side of things with like heat and thief. There's a lot of procedural elements to that. And, uh, you know, I think all that stuff works really well for it. Love that shit.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I um uh, I wasn't kidding about the Unabomber thing. I really am confused. Um which part? When so uh Pacino's on his vacation, his wife is like, they know every move you're gonna make, and then I get you know, he has that look like, Well, I gotta do something and then you see him driving through Lincoln, yeah, they call it up north. Oh yeah. And he runs into those FBI agents that say they're geologists. Yeah. And then he calls the FBI guy and is like, I just ran into your geologist. Um, and, and he's like, we're about to make an arrest. But what I don't understand is is what is Pacino using this for, like, in connection to our story? Or is it just he's just so like CBS can get the drop on this he, new story? The they don't explain that at all
1: i agree i here's what okay i was confused by the entire i had to stop the movie and ask my wife about it because nine times out of ten if i'm confused about something she totally understands what's going on in the film (laughs) so i was like so i had to stop i was like who are these guys why on earth is he going to meet them like why he just like went into a diner walked up to two random people at a booth and started talking to i was like who the fuck are these guys (laughs)
4: Well, and I didn't get it until, I didn't get it was the Unabomber until the next time they showed the guy talking, they showed like a...
1: The image they of showed up shack. a
4: monitor with a shack, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, fucking Unabomber." And they had mentioned
1: uh, Unabomber earlier when he talked to the FBI guy on the phone, right? Yeah. And for but for some reason, I still didn't connect it. And I saw, I was like, "Is it like Ruby Ridge or something?" I was like thinking about all the things around <laughs> well, Unabomber, like, but why would you Unabomber. connect
4: it? What does it have to do with fucking? Oh, I know. Guy? I'm just it's saying, like, I, I was. Yeah. I guess
1: you connected just from the time period, but yeah, I agree. It has nothing to do with the plot. It doesn't seem like to the uh, the, the 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 a plot of the film. I don't. I don't get it.
2: Yeah, the, the whole like FBI and Unabomber thing is like a D plot.
1: Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, because yeah, he's like it, it,
2: trying to—he's trying to involve this guy yeah. in the investigation that they've got going on, and then somehow it leads to them getting the break in the Unabomber case when no other networks can. I just—I have I, no idea
4: why how Pacino knew oh, I should go drive through Lincoln right now. Like that didn't make any sense to me, uh, unless. There's just something I wasn't paying attention to, but it sounds like yeah. you guys don't know either. Yeah. Maybe we all oh. we all looked away at the exact right second. You <laughs> know who else Bruce
1: McGill is? <laughs> he's the uh he's the evil governor's right hand man on Black Sheep, the Chris Farley movie. Wow. Oh. New Swander? Interesting. His name was New Swander. Oh. Sorry. Just I was I'm thinking lo- about
4: the zombie <laughs> sheep movie, but you're talking about the Chris Farley movie.
1: Chris Farley movie, man. Black Sheep, man. Forget about that movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> real, so. real
2: quick side note uh, Last night I was watching Kevin Nealon's show Hiking with Kevin and he had Dana Carvey on And Dana Carvey was talking about How excited he was To meet Neil Young On Saturday Night Live I remember he looked at Chris Farley and goes That fat kid's funny as shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wow That's funny <laughs> That's good stuff yeah. the, uh, the, Anyway yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, additional things to say about this movie. Um, Close closing thoughts.
4: Um, the the suit fashion is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, just the the pants of everyone's suits are so baggy,
0: mm. and there are <laughs> shots
4: of Al Pacino standing in the grass in Mississippi, where the grass. Oh yeah, his feet. <laughs> and he just looks so fucking short. It looks like his like it's, calves
1: have been sh- sh- cut off, like yeah, he's standing yeah. on his knees or something. It's, yeah.
4: yeah, I know Pacino is – he's probably not very tall anyway, but like he just looks so fucking tiny yeah. in, these, in these wide shots. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. How about
2: Russell Crowe with the Japanese?
1: I, when he said he could speak Japanese, I was just waiting for him to. Mm, and like, then when he did, I was like, yeah. It. It.
4: It's all right. All right. I, I would have liked a uh, a classroom scene of him teaching Japanese since apparently he was doing. Yeah, well yeah, it's yeah. so it ridiculous. Active. He's teaching
1: he's teaching Japanese to high, Japanese. Schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> <in> Jap-
4: Japanese <laughs> high schoolers. Yeah. He's Japanese high schoolers. Yeah, in Kentucky. In Kentucky. <laughs> hey. That nurse I had a Japanese class.
1: That's bad really? high.
4: It's a magnet school. Well,
1: they have it's magnet true. schools in Kentucky. They might sure. have those yeah, <laughs> in <mean, you> Kentucky. Know. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I read too that uh his the first lesson that he tries to teach his kids the molecular weight of butane. Oh, yeah. I read online there was like that's something that like like you'd have to have like years of chemistry knowledge to understand <laughs> that. Oh. <laughs> but uh Oh
4: so he was he was getting the lay of the land, trying to figure it out. He didn't he's know probably gonna try
1: or... to explain it to them and yeah, just like, like fail miserably. Like, oh you guys don't know shit.
4: Well <laughs> I've never
2: taught before, so we're gonna learn from each other. <laughs> yeah, we'll learn from each other.
1: <laughs> That's a good, that was a good impression of him right there. Yeah. That's good. Kevin coming coming through with the impressions. I try.
4: They probably Yeah. I, I would say Crow didn't need to attempt an accent since he's lived all over. Mm. There was no reason to to kind of marry him to that one location of Kentucky.
1: But him being from him being uh uh, Australian he probably just was like I gotta do something that's not Australian yeah. right yeah, like yeah. I gotta do some kind of Americanized thing and he's like well we're in Kentucky so yeah.
4: Kentucky." yeah yeah well you know again his accent was har- hardly the most offensive
1: it's weird too that they cast him in this I mean what prior to this what had he done that would have been I mean I know like romper stomper and shit in Australia but like in America he had done what the quick and the dead right I mean what else I
4: think so because like, this what, is before gladiator
1: yeah this is right before gladiator mm. like I don't um, know I don't know what, how he got this role it's like had he done
4: that Meg Ryan movie already
1: no was that was that, that was after gladiator that was after- proof oh, of okay. life have you seen proof of life no oh man it's got a good action scene at the end. I, I saw it in the theater. It's been a long time.
4: Okay. Oh, he had done L.A. Confidential. Oh, oh that's
1: right. Yeah, that's okay. right. Fuck. That's a big one. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's he's good in that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, uh, well, if there's nothing else to add, ratings,
3: Jonathan, your your pick, your rating. Uh, I'm gonna go. Eh, I'm gonna go three and a half. Uh, I liked it. Uh, too long, though. Mm.
2: I'm going two and a half. Ouch. Whoa.
3: I'm going, uh, going
4: four. The wife characters are wasted. Never gets, like, the right balance for me, but in general, I liked most of it, a lot of it.
1: I feel similarly, and I, I'll say that I was at a four right when it ended, but just thinking about it and some of the issues I have with it, I'm going to drop to a three and a half. So,
4: so this is, like, a low low
1: uh, Michael Mann for you guys, right? Uh yeah, I mean I but I mean uh, I I didn't like Collateral the last time I rewatched it either. So I mean there's and I I remember hating Public Enemies. I need to rewatch that, but you know, there's a lot of Michael Mann films that don't really work. And I hate Black Hat with a passion. Mm. So <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um well, uh that's going to be our show for this week. Uh next time it's going to be my pick. Yep, because it was supposed to be my pick this Miami week. Vice, Miami Vice, Miami Vice,
0: Miami Vice.
1: I, I cut out. I okay. Well, so here's indecisive John again. Okay, I got like seven movies I'm thinking about, and I have no did idea. You which tell one
4: me. Thing. You told me three days ago you had it. Like I know. Friday. I know.
1: <laughs> I thought I did, Jr. I thought I did, but then you guys come on here and say you've never seen The
3: Abyss. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, it's, yeah. How it's, are we supposed to abyss. avoid that? Uh, yeah.
1: So I'll say that my my movie that I was thinking about when I told Jr. that I had it was Rapid Fire, which is a Brandon Lee action movie from the early '90s. Uh, it's a movie made right before The Crow, and uh, I, I I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while. It's got Powers Booth in it. It's uh it's just a blast, really good action. But um, I'm thinking uh, better of it now, and <laughs> uh, now I'm between my backup for that. Which was, in fact, after you watched The Holmesman, I was gonna, I was like, we got to watch Three Burials because I think Jonathan still hasn't seen it. And I remember telling him to watch it back in 05. What is this? <laughs> the Three Burials of Melchioris Estrada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And uh, he just never got around to it. <laughs> and then there's, of course, The Abyss, which, I again, I haven't seen since I was a kid. Uh, Kevin, when's the last time you saw this movie?
2: Early 20s.
1: Okay, we're going to watch The Abyss for next time, uh, directed gosh. by James Cameron to just you know jr this is like a glaring omission for you man i mean this is a big movie sure
4: yeah <laughs> uh,
1: you don't like james cameron
4: i i don't know that i do pretty sure he's been on like a, a downward trend since aliens
1: what about i mean but you don't okay so you don't like terminator 2
4: t2 i mean not as much as aliens Oh I,
3: I mean well yeah. Okay, if Aliens T2 is his ruled. best movie, we can all, I think we can
1: all agree that Aliens is his best film, but that doesn't mean yeah. that. I mean Downward <laughs> trend.
3: Ed Harris. We'll, we'll have oh, to man. see
1: because if The Abyss is less good than Terminator 2, then that means he's on a, a bit of a up and down kind of thing, right? Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> have um, you did you see yeah. True Lies? Yes,
4: yeah, I seen True Lies.
1: You don't like True Lies?
4: True Lies is fine.
1: It's, it's a blast.
3: It is a blast.
4: It's so much fun.
1: It seems like it's right up your alley. Like, it's exactly. You, you love to yeah. use this word fun to describe the movie experiences. No, and, and
3: <laughs> I Avatar is fantastic. A, uh,
4: <laughs> I loved it as a little baby child. My, it, my dad rented it yeah. for me yeah. with, uh, without my mom knowing. Oh, yeah. I came <laughs> on a video. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. And then, nice. you know, I think, like, the next time I saw it, when I was an adult, I was, like, too cool for it or something. Uh, but you're probably right that it's a lot of fun. It
1: is. You should check it out again for this upcoming podcast where we're going to watch The Abyss starring uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio and Ed Harris I think I I think
3: I can rank James Cameron after this. Oh, nice. Can
1: you really? That'll be fun. I've never seen Avatar. And you've never seen Piranha 2, which was his first film.
3: Oh, okay. I'll (laughs) watch that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah, uh, that should be exciting. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. I actually have vivid memories of watching it in, yeah. in our den in Atlanta. But uh, Yeah, I've never Paranov. I haven't watched it since then. I've never seen Avatar either, so I'm gonna to I might check that out for next episode.
3: Mm.
0: It's have fun. uh it's not good.
1: I'll but, check uh, <laughs> I wanna see it while it's still the highest grossing film of all time. Um so yeah, that's gonna be our episode for next time. Visit our website and our blog at c o. Write to us at filmiacpodcast at gmail and ask us questions that we can answer on the air. Mm. Anything you want, and we'll answer it. We're that desperate.
3: Yeah. Okay. Has In not?
1: No, it hasn't. It's only it's number two right now, and mm. it, honestly, even that number is bullshit because it's not adjusted for inflation. So I mean, like, of course, yeah, yeah, it's they're selling tickets for like fifteen dollars a piece for the three D showings. Like, obviously, it's going to outgross all these yeah. other movies from twenty five years ago,
4: right? Yeah, I mean or even Avatar is four not years ago that
1: old though. Well, Titanic is though. And yeah. that's the one it outgrossed most recently, and I mean it's like it's ludicrous to compare them because uh, the, the I actually looked it up because I was arguing with Winston about this because <laughs> he was he was like, Oh, it's so gonna be number one, it just got past Titanic And it's like the average ticket price in nineteen ninety seven when Titanic came out was four dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> I mean yeah. you just you can't like it made a billion dollars on four dollar tickets. Well you know what I mean?
4: I mean, nothing's beaten, gone with
1: the wind. Well, that's true, too. I agree with that. Yeah.
4: But I mean, for adjusted
1: for inflation, <laughs> you're not going to beat these kind of these movies. But they're not going to adjust for inflation because that would be as exciting yeah. of a story. It'd be like, you know, in game right. is number 17 or whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah, forever <laughs> walking to Sub. Ar- whatever. Ar- anyway, Ar- uh, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Oh, real quick, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know,. We do our best here at Filmiac to, to record a weekly show, but it's just not always feasible, especially I feel like it's me most of the time postponing it, and I apologize to you guys and our listeners for that. A lot of the times it's just I don't have time to watch anything, and I don't want to come here and just talk about the deep dive, and sometimes I don't have time to watch the deep dive. So I don't know how you guys feel. Do you guys want to continue the weekly thing and like a, just try to do it weekly as much as possible, or do you guys want to just say we're doing it twice a month now Um, I don't care one way or the other like if you guys are like let's just keep doing it every week if we can that's fine and and honestly summer's coming I'll have more time yeah so I I I was just thinking about that yeah
2: I mean like next week I'm gonna be in Portland so we're not gonna be able to do it next week oh but there you go yeah so
1: why are you going to Portland
2: vacation
1: that's nice by yourself Mm -hmm. really yeah that's cool it's very uh Interesting, interesting choice, Portland. Why? Portland, Maine. That's cool. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> why? Why though?
2: wait really Portland, Maine, because Portland, no, Maine is awesome.
1: Oregon, I'm okay. sure.
2: Yeah, Oregon. Uh, yeah, Oregon. Uh, you ever been? Yeah, I've been uh, twice. Oh, oh okay. okay. You yeah. have friends there? Yeah, I got one friend there. oh Okay. Um, it's, you know, haven't been there in a while, so I want to see, want to see what's different. And, and you know, sweet.
1: hipster like, capital of the world, man. Yeah, it yeah.
2: Seems like an awesome place, though. Yeah. Gonna go to the place with all the movie memorabilia. Oh,
1: yeah, that's cool. I'll tell you, if I could do a vacation like that, L.A., man. La La Land. Gotta go to L.A. Gotta go to Amoeba Records and check out their laser discs. Oh, yeah. I am dying. <laughs> that's insane. I gotta see the Star Walk of Fame thing. Oh, I don't want to go to L.A. so bad.
2: You gonna break into one of the movie studios? I
1: just might. <laughs> 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 We're talking about going to Memphis sometime this summer, oh, but, okay. um... I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So obviously, yeah, we won't be recording until two weeks from now at the earliest, Mm -hmm. which will be fine because that'll give us all time to watch lots of stuff. And uh, The Abyss is two and a half hours long, so you're welcome, Jr. Hey, Jr. you should also be excited because if Aliens is your favorite film of James Cameron's, is it a five out of five for you?
4: Uh, I I don't know. I need to rewatch it you might need to
1: this is the direct follow up so I mean you know what I mean it's like could be really good he's in the same zone kind of you know could be anyways that'll be our deep dive for next week thanks for listening bye bye